0: Welcome to the Xbox Uncut Weekly Podcast, episode 141. I'm Vernon, and today I'll be your host. Today is going to be an awesome show because we have a very special guest. Derek Bradley of Aurora 44 Games is with us today. But first, let's introduce the members of the show. Dustin. Oh, thank you, Vernon, for introducing me. <laughs> yeah, He'll you so got to go first since you're usually host. So, yeah. uh, We also have Tim Dog. What's up, guys? Proud to be here. And Steve Rules of SteveRules.com.
1: Thank you for not forgetting to uh, uh, introduce me like you did on the tweet out. For the yeah, show. that's
0: only on Twitter. So All
1: right.
0: I love you here, but uh, normally we do longer introductions. But I'd like to introduce our guest for today. For anyone who watched Microsoft's E3 2015 conference, you may be familiar with the game Ashen. Uh, today we have the CEO of Aurora 44 and game director of Ashen, Derek Bradley. Welcome to the show, Derek.
2: Hey, how do you do?
0: I'm great. Thank you so much for uh, being on the show today.
2: I like to start oh, yeah, off Yeah, my that
0: pleasure. Um, so first off, I'd like to ask a little bit about your background. Um, what got you started in video games and design in particular? OK,
2: um, that's an interesting one, actually. When I was, um, I remember being in high school, I think, and um, a little thing. Called Lord of the Rings was happening in New Zealand, <laughs> um, and I remember seeing there was this. Um, there's this big quarry down the road which they were using to film. Um, they were using it to film uh, the Helm's Deep battle, actually. And I remember seeing, um, yeah, you kind of just drive past this place and see uh, these lights kind of in, in, in the mountains there, and uh, you'd, uh, kind of imagine what they were doing. I guess it was one of those things where little old New Zealand you wouldn't necessarily expect happening and I'd say as a teenager um, it had a, an effect on me that it made you sort of believe you could do this kind of thing um, that you could actually make a game that you could actually work in games or movies or anything like that um, and naturally I was a gamer too so uh, I, I'd always uh, gravitated to uh, games but I originally studied more uh, thinking about film actually but when I got out of uh, university I managed to land a job in games immediately and that's Yeah, was kind of how I got started.
0: So, how did you get into actual uh, game development, though? What was the first uh, companies you worked for, or like, how did you get to starting Aurora Forty Four? Because I'm sure you had to go through a bit before you ended up starting your own independent studio there.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. It was. Quite a, uh, a a large undertaking, I guess you could say. Um, so I I originally worked for a company. They were called Sheep back at the time. Uh, they're called Pickpock now. They make um, a lot of iPhone games and things like that now. Um, at the time, I was working on a rugby game, and um, so I started off there and I worked there for a bit. Um, then I worked at uh, Weta Digital, uh, working on you know uh, the Hobbit and DCS and a whole bunch of other movies. Um, but interestingly, the guys that I sat right next to and that sat right behind me uh, were the two, that, um, um, was, uh, the two guys that I started my first day working at HD, or um was the two guys that I started a 44 with. And later on, when I worked at Weta, um, on my same on the, the first day I started up um, at Weta Digital, um, one of the guys I started the company with too is, uh, he was in the same group as me. We weren't even in the same department. But just I guess serendipitously, he happened to be right there. So it was kind of a lot of things lining up that um, led to being able to uh, have the talented people around you, I guess, to to uh, be able to start a company. Um, but at the same time, um, yeah, we you know obviously my own drive also um, <laughs> prompted me to try and do it. And um, so we got together and we uh, started talking about what kind of game we could make because we all worked in games. We'd all um, then worked in film. Um, and I suppose working on big productions like what Weta Digital and things like that do, um, it kind of, I guess, it, it gives you a little bit of an insight into what you could achieve um, at, the, at the the biggest sort of productions you can imagine and what would and what that would sort of entail. So we weren't sort of, uh, I guess you could say we weren't too scared about it. Uh, kind of just went for it and decided that we're going to get together, we're going to outline the, the perfect game for us, the thing that we think is, sort of missing from what we could possibly play, uh, or at least what we'd want to personally see more of, and uh, we kind of took it from there, yeah.
0: And you got some kind of a grant or something? I think I saw a news article about that, right?
2: Uh, sorry, what was that? I just I just missed the beginning of that.
0: Okay, well, you, you got some kind of grant from New Zealand for your company or something like that? I thought I had read a news article like that somewhere.
2: Uh, no, we didn't, actually. Um, oh, okay. So th- I, I could tell you a little bit about the way that we've been uh, sort of funded and the, the, the way it sort of it, it lined up for us, because uh, we really started off as a very grassroots operation. There were only okay. three of us at the start. Um, and, you know, for anybody wanting to get into games, you can certainly start off that way, um, even making something big, open world, ambitious, multiplayer, all the kind of tick boxes that they say not to do. We've certainly uh-huh. gone for it. <laughs> um, and... Uh so we, as I say, yeah, we, we started off as three people. We basically quit our jobs and uh, just <laughs> went for it. And uh, very quickly, we moved up to a team of uh, five or so. Um, but, you know, that was within the next six months. But what originally happened was um, we put out a GIF um, on Twitter, which I think is possibly, I'll just quickly check just to make sure I'm not lying to you. Uh, I think it is still our... Yeah, it's the, the, the tweet that's pinned right to the top of our of our Twitter page. So okay. uh put that tweet out, right? And um, we were even a bit hesitant about it. We weren't necessarily ready for it um, uh, showing the world the game yet, but we did it anyway, and uh, it happened to get onto something that was happening at the time called Screenshot Saturday. It still does sort of happen, but um, I remember people used to kind of feature it around a bit more than it does, uh, than happens now, but I guess it's a ever evolving beast, uh, the games industry. So uh, we got onto that and um, we happened to get, like a a few of the news outlets kind of picked it up. And uh, so the guys at ID at Xbox um, contacted us because they saw that. Uh. So um, very interestingly, and that was sort of how we um, got to expand our team in that we um, signed a uh, agreement with Microsoft to uh, be Xbox exclusive on consoles. So Right. So you're
0: still publishing yourself though, right? Through ID at Xbox is how it's working.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's, so that's how it's working. But I mean, essentially, um, yeah, Idea at Xbox have given us what we needed to be able to, um, you know, take it from being uh, three guys making the game to being a team of 10 at the moment, you know, which is uh, kind of what we needed.
0: All right. And so we've all seen the trailer, but um, what was your basic pitch for this game
2: once uh, Microsoft contacted you? The basic pitch was that um, we wanted to make a game where you didn't necessarily have to be uh, too technically minded to play it, or at least, I guess that's not even the thing, because I mean, obviously, having worked in games and uh, having programmers on the team, we got technically minded people, I guess you could say, we didn't want to have all the technical barriers in place. When you're matching up in multiplayer and all those kinds of things so we wanted people to just run past you and, and you're, you're connected up you can play for a bit right. and then you can um kind of move, move through the world together and uh collect people and uh form a town basically with the people that you happen to find out in the wilderness um so that was effectively our our, our uh, pitch to microsoft at the time i believe it's so long ago now uh i'm trying to think what else we would have exactly said to them yeah. um, so how but, exactly
0: yeah. do they? How exactly do these people, other people you encounter, work into your game? Do they stay in your game in some way?
2: Yeah. So it, it's a it's a bit of a different system in that um, it's multiplayer, but it's very much linked to your personal progression throughout the game. So uh, you meet people out in the world. Uh, they'll just connect to you by chance. Um, it's something you've got to. And we kind of wanted to keep that sense of it being in the moment, like you might never see this person again if you happen to run in the other direction and disconnect, similar to what would happen in the real world, in that you might have met your future wife somewhere, but you happen to just walk in a different direction, you know, and so it doesn't, Uh it it, it doesn't eventuate that way. So the same thing with our NPCs could sort of happen um, in that you can meet someone out in the world, um, they could just die while you're trying to achieve something together. And so you have to achieve something significant with someone. You have to find a secret, defeat a boss, um, you know, uh, discover a new land together, and then you'll be able to invite them to your town. Or you could actually just uh-huh. walk them back to, your, back to your town if you actually wanted to do it that way. Just um, a quick
3: question off that then. Is it possible to... Um, like, if I don't turn left at that road, will actions happen with me never going down that road and miss stuff in the same vein? Or do I have to approach them for that cycle to happen where we walked away?
2: Not necessarily. Uh, There are instances in the game where that will happen. We're we're trying to put branching paths in on purpose where, I I guess you could say, say there's, um, if you turned left, you would have um, encountered a beast that you could have killed, right? Mm -hmm. Um, If you don't turn left uh, and you turn right instead, you might find that that beast's gone back to your town and killed somebody. So... I guess you could say if you if you turned left you would have got some content but if you don't turn left equally you would also get some content which um you know might be good might be bad it's more about I I suppose I'm trying to make the most believable world we possibly can Mm -hmm. um and is it it, an open world yeah it's an open world it's an open world So, so you can go wherever you like really um we certainly have dungeons and things like that, which are a little bit more confined on purpose to give you a little bit more of a claustrophobic feel or a, a little bit of uh, variation um, from the, the big open world. But, yeah, it certainly is an open world. But um, is
0: it is so, is it somewhat linear in the way you'll get a quest and go and do something and then get the next quest? Or can you kind of go anywhere and then it scales to you, say, like in a Elder Scrolls game? Or...
2: Mm-hmm. um that's interesting. We've actually tried to put tough things all over the place. Things that are actually too hard for you, almost, that you Ooh, could that, run into yeah. um, on purpose. And that's particularly because when you meet somebody out in the world, we want it to feel like you needed them. It's, it's not kind of like I'm just beating these creeps up and nothing's going to stop me. And I'm kind of just moving through the world. We want to make sure there's these barriers out there that you can only really get past if you happen to be lucky enough to find somebody else. So there's some value to that. Um, And then when you do achieve it, um, you actually disconnect when you uh, join each other's towns because your towns are in the exact same spot, technically speaking. Um, And that's why I say that the towns are actually part of um, your personal progression, which is very much linked to multiplayer. Once you've invited somebody to your town, they uh, become a townsperson in your town. They give you access to uh, character development, so perks that you can get and things like that, um, as well as they might craft something for you. They might give you information. But... You've essentially found that person out in the world in multiplayer. They've come back to your town, and now you're completely disconnected. And they become more of a accounting for your progression through the world. The more townsfolk you have, the more mm-hmm. successful you are in the game. The the stronger you are, technically could speaking. Could they
0: could they say turn into an NPC that NPC that could sell you something in town even, or did they Absolutely. not function like that? Oh wow! Okay.
2: Yeah, yeah so, so they, could, they can turn into NPCs, they could sell you things. Um, they can even uh, on occasion they might be, there might be some NPCs that you shouldn't really trust. They might be a little bit shifty, you know uh, right. So uh, we, we're really trying to get that um, sense of a story and, and, and something that people can believe in um, is always in the forefront of our minds. Yeah. <clears throat> so is that stuff randomly generated? like when
0: someone becomes part of your town part of your town will you then assign a certain type of character for that person?
2: Yeah, oh, uh, I, I guess this is getting quite deep into the into the guts of the system, really, yeah. but um, <laughs> w- 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 what we're actually doing is, um, when you meet somebody out in the world, they won't necessarily look like themselves. They'll look like an NPC, and you'll look like an NPC to them, so the NPC will already have been designated, and right. what's interesting about that, I mean, obviously there's a choice there, um, whether you're going to let people express themselves out in the world and show you what they look like, or... Do you want to really art direct the town and make sure that there's a lot of characters of the people that you're picking up and the the look of your town, so that we can um, coordinate that this guy who looks like a blacksmith when you get him back to your right. town, he's going to have an actual smith and he's going to like everything will kind of line up and um, look aesthetic, aesthetically pleasing. So it's um yeah, and, and I suppose that that's sort of where we have struck the balance, which has given us yeah some some quite interesting that's really stuff. Really cool. So
4: no. I'm sorry. No, I, I have a question. Um, uh, the multiplayer portion, does it, 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 does it essentially kick in when you're in the vicinity of another player in that world? Is that when it, it starts to connect? I, I think I read that somewhere where if you come close to another player that's on the multiplayer, it connects you guys. Is, is that correct?
2: Yeah, effectively our matchmaking server would be screening for uh, proximity so it would make sure that, yeah, it, it, it will always be matching you up with, with somebody who's near you and... Um, in level? In, in, in level two, um, you know, we, we, we reckon it actually more by gameplay progression than level mm-hmm. um, in, in a lot of ways, um, or at least both, you know, uh, to, to make sure that um, the worlds are aligned as much as possible, that you've got um, stuff to do together.
0: So does it not have traditional leveling then?
2: Uh, it doesn't really have traditional uh-huh. levelling as such. Yeah. Um, we've actually pushed way, to, way further um, in terms of perks that you can put I on see. your character and, and perks that will change them more dramatically and have a bit more story to them again, oh. yeah.
0: Okay, so it'll it'll say, you know, you've completed so many quests and have this many perks and that's how you match them with someone who's at a similar progression point in the game, yeah. essentially? Yeah.
4: Okay. And 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 communication is is, that pro- is there p- proximity chat in this game or is it uh, something that you would typically uh, meet up beforehand on the person and be in a party chat is there any kind of proximity chat or no? Uh,
2: not so much actually. Um, on purpose, we've um, gone for hand gestures and things like that. And it's okay. It, 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 again, it's like a, it's sort of one of those choices. And because I mean, I, I love proximity chat in in other games that i play but um for this particular one it's like we we, we're always trying to look at how can we keep things in character you know if you if you meet a guy who's a blacksmith how can we make it that um his voice sounds like a blacksmith or his um persona seems like a blacksmith still Mm -hmm. um and that you can buy into this world that you're going into because i guess um you know uh depending on what kind of game uh you're 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 making um and in, in our particular game um we're going for a bit more of an escapist kind of immersive uh, thing where we wanted to use yeah, hand gestures and, and things right. like that to, to keep each person in character.
0: Yeah, I actually wanted to get into that because uh, as far as the art's concerned, none of these characters have faces, so I assume body language end up, ends up becoming a big part of your design design decisions with this game, right?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I, I guess, yeah, that that's where a lot of hand gestures. So you'll be able to like wave at people or point or do things like that to try figure things out. But it also comes down to that, that sort of basic human thing where actions speak louder than words in a lot of ways. Uh-huh. So when you're deciding to trust someone… Um, It'll just be about how they sort of carry themselves in the world, uh, what they do. Um, If you see that they're kind of leading you to nice things or they're, you know, holding their shield up so you can, like, walk walk behind them and and be the DPS or, like, you somehow synergize in, in how you actually move together. And kind of cutting through the fat and letting the players see that side of things as much as possible.
0: Right. Is there any kind of the Holy Trinity stuff in this game? I mean, can you, say, be a tank type or a damage dealer or is there even healing in the game? Do you get into any kind of that RPG stuff?
2: Absolutely. Um, You know, you can definitely be a tank. um, And I I think our our sort of um, tanking and stuff like that, it actually extends um, right into the the, the equipment weight that you have on you. Um, Changes what you you can do with the environment. So um, a lighter Mm -hmm. person will be able to run further and faster and all those kinds of things. But a heavier person will actually move through uh, things that would be a wind wall for a light person. A heavy person could kind of, slowly push through and get to places that the light person couldn't get to whereas if you're a lighter person you might be able to make a jump over a ravine or something because there's a wind at your back that will actually push you further so we've got sort of wind forces that also even um, kind of i guess um, add a little bit of texture to that whole um, dynamic of whether you're going to be tanky whether you're going to be lighter dps um, sort of builds as far as healing and stuff like that, we're going for a bit more of a, a generalized approach. So mm-hmm. it's kind of more uh, like uh, trappings that a woodsman might be able to pick up, like, like little things that you would learn about how to he- how to heal so yourself out in the world.
0: More low fantasy.
2: Yeah, absolutely. More more yeah. low fantasy. I mean, uh-huh. it, it's kind of that, that that sort of ninety ten rule where you know you do ninety percent of stuff, which is quite low fantasy and quite down to earth. So that ten percent when you do see it really blows you away. Yeah, like, uh, like Conan,
0: if you're into those stories.
2: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think that's uh, uh, where low Fantasy might have started, even. Mm-hmm.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, I also want to ask, is there much as far as character customization is concerned, as far as weapons, armor, loot, or is this not really too loot-driven at all?
2: Uh, yeah, there certainly are weapons. Uh, weapons are also one of the biggest ways that you technically level up your, your player in, in a lot of ways, in that um, you, there's a well, we call him an Ashsmith because it's Ashen and he's working with Ash, but he effectively um, uh, upgrades your weapons and, and um, bolsters your, your ability to um, damage things. Uh, so, yeah, uh, you can find a whole variety of weapons. You can upgrade them um, and certainly armor sets too because, yeah, depending on which armor set you've got on, you'll be a tank, you'll be uh, a lighter sort of DPS person, yeah.
0: And what's the what's the basic gameplay like as far as the combats concerned? What a lot of people have looked at this, and immediately what comes to mind is uh, the Souls series. Is that what you're going for, like the basic kind of dodge and counter kind of gameplay yeah. that
2: that has? To, to a large degree, we're we're doing our own take on that. Um, but I, I guess you could say we've we've got a whole bunch of systems of our own in there too, which kind of add quite a few curveballs. Um, but yeah essentially we're we're going for that kind of dodge um block uh, yeah uh, Mechanic. Kind of very yeah and and very precise hitboxes and things like that so you know when when your sword passes through someone's arm it's actually gonna hit them you know um mm. so yeah all, I'd say all that, that sort of stuff for sure and is this gonna be hard or <laughs>
0: Is That's this a something <laughs> casuals can enjoy? Because I know a lot of people will pick up a Souls game and just throw the controller down immediately. <laughs> so I'm just yeah. curious.
2: And I'll, I'll you know, I, I think there's a very fine balance to be struck there. Um, uh-huh. I think the, the best way I could describe it is, you know, one of the things that people imagine about Dark Souls, I don't know if you've seen the gif of like the guy uh, walking along a very thin pathway and then the skeleton just kind of kicking him off a cliff from out of oh. nowhere. Um, so so there's that sort of stuff in Dark Souls which we're not necessarily going for that side of it Um, but in terms of the combat being quite tough um, we are doing some of that simply because we want to encourage people to get into multiplayer and and when you get into multiplayer it becomes a lot easier Um, and actually personally what I found um, with Dark Souls when I first played it was um, one of the issues I had and this might just be because of being in New Zealand was that it was a lot easier for people to invade my world than it was for me to summon a white phantom to help me because the invasions were constantly seeking you in the background, you know, they had to just set it up and it was kind of looking in the background. So I would get invaded a whole lot more than I would um, get people helping me. Whereas we're going full PVE in this one. Our focus is very much to try get people cooperating and having meaningful experiences together, which is why we've effectively got um, that search in the background, always looking for a friend. Um, no matter what so we want to make that more um, much more common that you're going to be able to find people
0: so does it put you in a group with other players can you see their health things like that or do you just randomly walk up to someone and move with them like is there a way you can stay connected to them and know where they are on the map or where they are in as far as no, in, n- in your vicinity and all that
2: yeah, not at all. Um, on purpose, they're kind of left very much the same as anything else in the world. Um, you know, you, you, you can tell that they're friendly, but um, aside from that, we've tried to keep them quite low-key. Um, and you, you can only connect to one other person at a time. So, um, Okay. Yeah, right. and, and the, the, the reason for one other person at a time, again, it's not really a technical limitation. It's simply because uh, a different sort of uh, social thing happens when it's a one-on-one experience as as opposed to when you start to get three people four people you know as soon as you have three you might have uh, two people kind of synergize and another guy feel left out uh, we kind of always wanted people to have to deal with each other and figure out whether they connect or not will you be
0: able to see their gamer tag or is it supposed to just be completely
2: anonymous no, yes yeah. it, it, it was meant to be completely anonymous I think um the uh, we we did have ideas of you know showing the, the gamer tags of the people that have helped you in the end, or maybe once they join your village, you can figure out their gamer tags or things like that um, uh, th- through 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 some sort of menu or something like that. So we're not really against showing it, but it's more just trying to keep the game as immersive as we possibly can, and to yeah to to to, to keep you believing in those NPCs, make them uh-huh. sort of a part of your world.
0: And is this game? Um story driven at all is there going to be a pretty big story
2: in this yeah absolutely it's totally story driven um as i say we, we do a lot of things to try and make branching paths on many different levels in the game but um certainly yeah it's a it's a story driven game
0: and i gotta ask you this the art is so cool in this game what inspired that is is this a part of your drawing or is this someone you an artist you worked with that you really got this design going or
2: well, our uh, art director is Leighton Milne. Uh, he's uh-huh. one of the guys I've worked with for forever. Um, but, yeah, we've sort of we've sort of come up with it over a, quite a long time. Uh, I think we formed our company at the end of 2013, but I think we'd been talking about Ashen for maybe a year before that and sort of uh, doing maybe 25 hours a week or so on Ashen in addition to uh-huh. full-time jobs. Oh, um, gosh. So <laughs> wow. uh, you, you could say that we... Uh, we've spent a lot of time iterating on it it's almost hard to even put my finger on what we we or at least where we found it um yeah i know games like like journey like um super brothers sword and sorcery mm-hmm. uh the zelda games uh all that kind of stuff definitely influenced us at the start and they were, those were things that we looked to uh, for inspiration but mm-hmm. it's come so so far now that it's we, we kind of reference ashen when we're trying to decide on a new ashen thing yeah. um <laughs> just because we've been working on it for so long, I think, yeah. So how far along is the game now? I mean, uh, can we
0: expect any news on a release date soon or a release window or anything?
2: We don't have release dates yet, I'm afraid. Um, yeah, I mean, like it's going really well. Uh, things are pretty much going to plan. Um, but it's just, I guess it's one of those things where we're big believers in iteration and making sure it's right so that when we mm-hmm. put it out... I mean, and, and, and this is probably a, a part of our approach of wanting to make a day-one game that is... Uh, a finished product, and a whole product. And um, when you you know put it in your console, you're going to be able to just play it, and it's going to be done, sort of thing. So we're trying to come at it from as many angles as we can to make sure it's really battle-tested and ready to go. And is this going to be a digital-only title? For now, those are the plans, but uh-huh. yeah, we'll have to see. Uh-huh.
0: And how, oh, I want to ask one more thing. How, how How big is your team now? I know you said you started with three
2: and then went to five. Yeah, we've, we've got a team of 10 now, so, wow. yeah, getting up there. Slowly, it's, it, yeah, it's good, you know, I, I think, um, you know, in, in the past we've sort of flirted with the idea of um, suddenly adding another five people to the team or something like that, but it's just kind of worked out that we've seemed to add sort of a person a month or so, and it, it, it kind of lets the team keep a good culture, and uh, it means that we can kind of give enough attention to the new people that come on.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what were you going to ask, Tim? uh no we're talking about how it's going to be a digital title um what are you slated for uh as far as um release uh windows 10 and xbox one
2: yeah absolutely um we would certainly be on both and you know uh one of the things that's interesting about that um was uh that the because obviously being a multiplayer game and wanting us to uh be able to connect with as many people as possible and as as uh as often as possible, is the bigger the player pool, the better, really. So, if we can get uh, cross-play happening and all that kind of stuff, oh, uh, really? we, That's good. Uh, obviously can't, which would be excellent, yeah.
0: So, would cross-play only be between, say, like a Windows 10 and an Xbox One version? Or, if there is a possible Steam release, would it include that, too? How does that work?
2: We would try to, but I, I, I believe it would just be between um, Xbox and PC, yeah? Oh, it's, mm-hmm. it, it, Xbox and Windows 10. Um, I don't think that the Steam would be able to do it, but Maybe I'm not, not mm-hmm. 100% sure. Right.
0: So how is it developing for both environments? Do you feel like it's two separate things or do you feel like you're making one game that can easily be on, you know, Windows 10 as a, a, a UWP and also an Xbox one game?
2: Yeah, it's uh, I I think it's totally fine actually. The the different environments don't make that much difference to us because um we we're using Unreal Engine. Um and you know, effectively we do our performance profiling and all that kind of stuff to make sure it works. But um essentially Unreal makes a very, very smooth uh product that is, is 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 quite easy to transition between the different places we need to put it in.
0: Mm-hmm. Well that sounds exciting. Um yeah, so everyone is listening, make sure to check out Ashen. Looks like it's gonna be awesome. <laughs> so uh I did wanna go into some other things since uh we were getting into the stuff about UWPs, so how is it working with those? and what are your feelings on on uh, using that and like I said, the integration between Xbox one? Do you think it's a a really great step moving forward and are, are, you, are, are you are
2: you
0: yeah, are you happy with the way yeah it's going right now, because I know there's a lot of back and forth on it right now.
2: Yeah, I mean, like, it, it certainly seems like a, a work in progress right now in terms of, like, how things are going to finally shake out. So I'll be interested to see how that all goes. But, you know, the, the, the bigger player pool's being able, able to have it on multiple places and, and, and draw our players from, from multiple places. is only good for our game in particular, you know. Um, so, yeah, from our perspective, it's been quite good, to be honest.
0: And is it something that will be easily... That'll be easy to scale say, from one platform to another. Because um, one of the big stories right now, as we talked about before the show, is that uh, Sony is actually coming out with a... Well, it looks like they're going to be coming out with a new console this year, um, which will play all the old games, but they're going to have to make new versions of the ga- of games in the future starting in October that will run better, essentially, on the new console, and they'll still be cross play with each other and all that. So... Um, if Microsoft did something similar, would that make the transition easier now that you're making it as a UWP? Like mm-hmm. do you know much about that as far as like how that's gonna transfer from, say, like PC to a console or to another console that's in the future? Is that yeah, an easy well, transition? Uh...
2: Yeah, I, I, like honestly, I think it would be quite easy. But I'm um, I'm not developing for PlayStation, so I could I couldn't exactly mm-hmm. say what uh, requirements mm-hmm. they might have. Well, but um, for 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 my experience with Xbox has been that it's quite an easy platform to develop for. Uh, we haven't really mm-hmm. had any issues. So, um, I can't imagine that having a little bit more hos- horsepower would be detrimental. Yeah. Uh Yeah.
0: Well, would it be as simple as just transferring that UWP to a, a new piece of hardware, or would there be a lot of optimization after that, or is it something you think that would be difficult?
2: Yeah, well, you know, we're currently balancing our game for PC as well as Xbox One, and, uh-huh. you know, say um, there, there was a 1.5 uh, that came out. Um, I can't see it being very difficult to go from uh, lower specs to higher specs, um, you know, it would just mean that we can add more stuff, uh, which yeah. is a, a lot easier than if you've got this really uh, ingrained, like high-tech stuff that will just not go down to a lower spec. Um, right. That's mm-hmm. very hard, very very hard to pull out. Um, but as far as um, having a bit more horsepower to, to to add a bit more frame rate, add, add a bit more resolution to stuff, you know, um, I, I don't really see any issues with that.
4: Mm-hmm. <sighs> um- I have a question. Um, it's it's uh, kind of we did talk about it, but I wanted to to ask this question. Uh, the design of um, what I find makes um, Ashen uh, kind of like stand uh, out from other things is the faceless uh, characters. I, I kind of think I like the artwork of it. I think it's um, for some for some reason it just it has a unique feel. What was, was who, was that an overall idea or like, was, was that a group idea or was there a little, um, who came up with that idea and how did you come about that? And was there any kind of, were you guys a little nervous about it at first when, when you're talking about the infancy stages of developing the game? Um, how did you guys come up with that? Because I, like, I, like I said, I find that there's some type of, it, it has a little appeal to me in, in a way, um, uh, art style wise.
2: Yeah, sure. I mean, I, I can tell you exactly how we came up with that one. So uh, this was while we were still working at Weta Digital, just doing doing stuff in our spare time. Um, and I remember Leighton, our art director, was kind of just going through sculpts uh, of, of what a, a, a generic player character could look like. And he'd done like 10 different sculpts and each face was a different amount of detail and different something else. And then one day he just like took a giant brush and smashed in one of the faces, <laughs> And I looked at it and and, and, and like he, obviously he, he brought it to me, he's like, you know what? I kind of like this, but I'm really just not sure because it's, it's obviously just, it's something people aren't necessarily prepared for and it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a risk in a way. Uh-huh, yes. Um, but yeah, I, I also just looked at it and I was like, yep, we're done. This is it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause that's, that,
4: that's what's cool about it. I, I would think in the, in, at the start of this, like you would think that that's a risk. But uh, overall, what I see from now, you know, obviously looking at the the, the uh, gameplay and stuff like that, it, it does have a certain type of um, appeal to it, or it it has like a a, a, a way about it that that um, seems different, which I
2: like. Yeah, yeah that seems yeah, yeah, and, and, and it certainly fits with you know us wanting uh, people to express themselves within the game. You know, if if you look like um, nathan drake or even if you look like master chief who has hasn't really you can't really see his face but he's got a lot of character to him um sometimes for some people it might be hard to identify with it or to put themselves in it so we just try to make the face as blank as possible so yeah. people can kind of get past that part of it and yeah. experience look cool. more of the environment and stuff like that yeah
0: so what kind of monsters are going to be fighting in this are we talking dragons or are we talking completely ficti- fictitious fictional characters that we haven't seen before
2: to a large degree, I'd say they're all quite new. Um, uh-huh. You know, uh, we've talked about rats and things like that, but I don't know that we're actually going to do those even. Um, I think that um, most of our creature designs have, uh, yeah, we, we tend to do something a little bit different with everything. But at the same time, when I say different, it's always that 90 uh, 10 that kind of thing where yeah. we try to do something that's mostly. Of our world but we twist it just enough to make it interesting um, just and I guess it's uh, the way I'd put that is uh, it's kind of like a painting where you've got this one little point of interest that has got to be hyper detailed and really interesting but your eye also needs place to rest which is why pa- paintings have um, quite um, plain areas and then particularly landscape paintings um, and it's the same thing with our design it's like we're giving people's minds a place to rest for a lot of the time and then this like bit of candy immediately, which is interesting and has contrast, and then you can rest again. You know, it just gives things, mm-hmm. um, yeah, a, a nice rhythm.
0: And is this going to be combat-heavy at all, or is there a lot of exploration? Are there a lot of puzzles, things like that? Because it, from the trailer, it seemed like there will be some puzzles and stuff like that.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I'm not sure that I, I would consider the puzzles as overt as what you'd find in uh, like Zelda games and things like that. Right. But, um, are th- th- certainly um different ways to do everything. We, we always try to make um, a way to use kind of travel and knowledge of the land um, to be able to achieve the same goals as just brute forcing and fighting everything. So, um, mm-hmm. and someone who's good at travel will naturally discover things that someone who's good at combat wouldn't. Well, and and, and, and also. And also, like you said, um, if you're
0: not carrying as much equipment on, you, you're lighter and can maybe use the wind to make a longer jump. Could that person then help the other person who's behind in some way? Or is, is that implemented into the game at all?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, the the, the simplest form of that, I mean, th- this isn't even... Um as complex as what you described but I mean you can see in the trailer there's um that door that they open together and you effectively have to have two people to open that door mm-hmm. um so we've 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 extrapolated that right out so that two people can yeah um, assist each other in a whole bunch of ways that are interesting and and kind of build that bond between you yeah
0: Hmm. well awesome yeah
2: and I, I know we're all excited about this game
0: it looks like it's really gonna fill a particular hole in the xbox library um because they don't have an exclusive game that's anything like this honestly right um so yeah this is really exciting um and i mean obviously you're a gamer if you're making games so i have to ask you like what what games are you playing what kind of games like really inspire you as a game designer
2: oh you know um right well i've 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 played a lot of Dota. Yeah, a bunch of League of Legends at the moment. And as a designer, those are really interesting just because of the sheer variety of abilities. And um, particularly the guys at Riot seem to bring out a new uh, champion every couple of months or something with like absolutely different um, abilities and stuff like that. So uh, I think that one's really exciting from a design perspective, to be honest. Uh-huh. Um, just the, yeah, I'm always amazed at how they can come up with something new after having like 100 plus uh, champions in the pool already. There's like some mm-hmm. new dynamic that they can pull out. Um, would be a really interesting one for me. Yeah. Anything current you're playing, or have you just been uh, so busy? Well, I I just picked up Dark Souls three because you <laughs> pretty much have to. Um, uh-huh. So yeah, I'm I'm playing that on uh, on PC at the moment. Uh-huh. Uh, and yeah, very exciting. I I need to find more time for it really <laughs> in between yeah. work, but um, yeah, that's always good. Uh huh. And since we're talking about that, I mean, we have a very important question for you.
0: Uh, SNES yeah. or Genesis?
2: I'd have to go for SNES just because I haven't played that much Genesis. Yeah. You know, so. Dustin
0: rejoices, I frown. Yes. Uh,
2: <laughs> the SNES oh, has oh. been on a
0: victory streak. <laughs> yes, <You just
2: guess. laughs> I'm
0: so happy. It really has. I'm the, I'm the odd one out here. Yes. It's hard to
1: be a Sega fan. Oh, I I would I would pick uh Oh the the Mega Drive over here? Over oh that's right Snez. Sonic for yeah. life and
3: The music to Snez kills everything. I'm sorry. It's just it was a thing of beauty. They had amazing soundtracks. Just go yeah. listen to Don, Donkey Kong Country. It was just amazing.
0: You said Sonic for a life. I can't be Sonic for a life. I can only be Sonic till the end of the 90s, personally.
5: Yeah, no, that's, that's a,
1: that's a, that's a, that's a fact. man. <laughs> I, I kind of assumed that there was nothing after that. Yeah, they just, you know, like after just Sonic Adventure
0: 2, it just doesn't exist. It's <laughs> over. But like
1: uh, Crash Bandicoot, you know, after the sort of Naughty Dog games and perhaps the first Vivendi one after that, it's kind of, you know, he's been in retirement.
5: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Okay, final question. This is a really important one. This it gets heated. Halo or Gears?
2: No, oh, that that is a tough one. Um, I'm gonna go for Halo just because of Halo One, the first one. You know, I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go for Halo because of that. <laughs> oh my! I'm not. It, it becomes a little bit harder for me now. But yeah. But, oh, you have you have you not played much Halo since the first one since CE? i haven't actually well at least the most recent i haven't played much i've i played a lot of the first one though so it's enough Mm -hmm. to make up for it let's say
0: oh yeah did you do the land parties yeah oh yeah
3: have you tried the new gears beta out of curiosity
2: i have not i would be interested to but uh yeah no i have not have you been playing that
3: i know everybody except for me (laughs)
2: <laughs> I, yeah. I'm I'm more
3: of a I, I hate to say it, I I've put probably about forty hours into Minecraft this last like two weeks. because
2: okay.
3: it's Minecraft and I'm addicted Ugh.
2: personally.
1: It's yeah. See I'm the I'm the big Gears fan here, so I've been you know, I've I've been putting a lot of time into it. And it's uh mm-hmm. it's it's good. It's uh it's a good start. Obviously, you know, Badger is not perfect but I like I like the feel of it. The maps are good, <laughs> you know. Uh, obviously, that you know, they kind of said it, it's a beta, but it's like an alpha build. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'll forgive them on some things like the audio. But I'm very encouraged by the, the sort of start that they've made, and, and hoping to see more soon.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I suppose if you're a big fan, you would you would be quite clued in on exactly what the iterations they've made or the slight changes from the previous games. Uh, yeah,
1: how, how so that, do you? Sort of I mean, it, it feels very. Much, I mean, they've clearly sort of taking gears three and built from out and the things that have changed like the, the sort of close combat quarters things where you can sort of grab people and use the knife um i, I like those changes um because i think it you know stops people sort of sitting across from like the same cover and blind firing and but then there's also that thing where you know if you're grabbing someone someone can sort of walk up behind you and just sort of shotgun you and save mm-hmm. their teammates so that kind of trade-offs is always there which i like and the yeah. the new weapon the the drop shot, um, <laughs> I like a lot. Okay. Um, so that's yeah it's, it's certainly a good start. You're yeah, it's, by interest. Yeah,
0: well, you know. it's pretty impressive too how well it's running right now. I mean, it's they're calling it an alpha right now, even even though it's t- they're selling it, not selling it, but even though they're saying it's a beta. Uh, they actually were considering just calling it an alpha anyway, because, uh, right. I mean, it's obviously got a long way to go still. It's about six months out, but they, had it at, they got it running at 1080p, close to 60 frames per second. They, they're doing a good job, and I'm sure it'll get better and better looking. It should be really impressive. Nice. Yeah, you should go beg uh, Rod uh, Ferguson for a code yeah that's what I would
5: do. Um, <laughs> your, buddy,
0: your buddies with Microsoft, they'll probably give you a code, right? It's true. It
4: probably can't be arranged. <laughs> um, so how uh, with Ash and are, are you guys, I think you touched on this. Um, do you have a specific timeline or uh, or is it just maybe basically something where um, when it's finished it's finished and you know you're gonna find a, a, a good spot to, to release the game? And, and two part question. What are your what are your goals? Uh, what what would you like to see? How what would make you happy uh, as developing the game? What what like what is the goal for, for for or you know the goal for the game basically?
2: Yeah, it's it's interesting. I think for us and I mean for, for me as a designer, I'd, I'll answer the first one first. I guess <laughs> is that um, I mean sorry sorry the second one first is that. Um, my goal is really just to make something that I'm proud of, to be honest. And I I truly believe that if you're going to try to do something a little bit different, uh, a little bit uh, where you have to stick your neck out a little bit and try a a few things that might work, might not work. um, And you really have to test it and make sure it's good. um, Yeah. For me personally, it would just be that when we do put it out and when people can play it, that they get it, you know, and that they, and and, and that they enjoy it would be the, the most important thing. So yeah. Uh, you, know, you, you never know which way these things eventuate. If we have a, very, uh, like a small, really passionate group of people who love it, I'd be totally happy with that because that's kind of why we're making it. Um, and yeah, anything more than that is kind of the uh, icing on the top. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, a, a, as far as development, that probably reflects our development too in that um, with, we're, we're trying a whole lot of new things, so it's very hard to um, call exactly what our timeline is. Right. But um, essentially, it's just about making it good, making sure it's ready
3: cool oh no you've totally sold me on this game though like i i was kind of like i don't know i didn't really follow the game all that much but just oh i can't now like this is all i'm gonna this is like my top game coming <laughs> up i'm really excited to play this yeah. i like the idea and, i really love the idea of not like joining multiplayer or having somebody come up and just not knowing who they are like that is fantastic like the idea kinda behind like, that it's kind of like in the
0: division doing jumping jacks to get someone
4: yeah. to play
3: with yeah. you right yeah well, no. Well, I think this is more detailed than that. or, da- like, or
0: dancing well, in Destiny? You know, because like... this really it, it
3: it forces people to like show who they are without like you can't yell at somebody yeah. or you can't.
5: Mm. You Can know, you
0: use the environment to hurt someone you're playing with?
2: I think technically you could. You could probably, like, aggro some horrible thing and then, like, pull it pull it onto them. Um, I'm just curious. Is, is this going to be, like, the trolling. division?
3: Can I walk in front of a door and stop them from walking out?
2: No. No, yeah, that, that is one of the things. Because, like, you know, we, I, I think a lot of games have found, really, as soon as you put, like, anything players can do to each other, they will do it to each other. So, right. we got to, um, we, we sort of try cater it to, 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 yeah, tr- Try to keep things moving, I guess uh-huh. you could yeah.
1: <laughs> So I wonder our... if, if oh, me and Vern accidentally map. if I could, like, push him off a cliff or something. I mean, <laughs> Or set that... up a trap? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or is there no cliff?
3: Yeah, no, no.
2: <laughs> yeah, oh, the, 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 there certainly are cliffs you can fall down, but you can't really push each other down at no. <laughs> I, I think the worst things you could do is probably, like, aggro an enemy that they didn't want aggroed, or and then you just just kind leave. of leave them in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You could just lead them in <laughs> two deep somewhere, you know, in some deep, deep dark <laughs> forest and then run around a corner and be gone.
0: Yeah. They, call it, they call it PVE griefing in MMOs. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> uh,
4: well, I, I know Phil's looking forward to, to Ashen because um, I had made, uh, me and my friend uh, Fernando, we kind of uh, sometimes make these things. We made an infograph of upcoming games. And we had the box art of, uh, or you know, uh, an idea of box art for games that aren't released, and we were like basically listing listing them. And I showed Phil, and he goes, "I like it, but you're you're missing a couple of uh, games that I want." And he mentions your name, so I know uh, Phil Phil is looking forward to your game. Yeah,
2: oh, and you got I the always stage like, time. Always like talking to him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Cool. Um, Phil is very cool. He's such a passionate um person about games that yeah, always always good talking to him.
0: And uh, what kind of support is
2: Microsoft giving you?
0: Like, are, are, Is there are anyone from Microsoft Studios who's actually working with your team or anything like
2: that? Yeah, uh, Nate and Chris from the ID at Xbox team are great supporters of the cause, um, and they've uh, been working with us for a long time now. Um, and, uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, they... Obviously, we've got an uh, exclusivity agreement with them that we're coming yeah. to Xbox. Um, but in general, they're, they're always very keen to, to talk to us to figure out what we need. Um, they're always uh, very happy to offer publicity and all that kind of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. If anything, we're the, 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 the more sheepish ones that we, we want to like be able to really show something big and amazing. So mm-hmm. uh, if, if anything, we, 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 we sort of hold off a little bit. But um, yeah, they I mean like and, and and I guess you guys must have uh picked this up from uh kind of following what they do for a while but the ID at Xbox team are just such a passionate group of people an yeah. amazing mm-hmm. team to work with really um they just absolutely love games they all play yeah. games all the time
4: uh chris. so yeah. yeah chris is great chris charla he's a, he's a really I I met him at E3 uh mm-hmm. talking about a passionate guy he's uh he's really done well I think with the ID at Xbox program
2: yeah yeah they, they they certainly seem to have um, found that sort of uh, really just I, I don't know how they've done it, but within such a big organization, they've managed to gather to them such a uh, a great group of people that are really um do everything they can within the organization to push new interesting content, uh, which is quite amazing, yeah. And can we expect
0: any new gameplay or a trailer sometime soon?
2: Will you, will you? Will you be?
0: I'm. I'm not saying will you be on stage at E3. I'm not gonna Just... make you answer that. But <laughs> will you guys be at E3 to show the game? I'm not sure yet. Okay. You know, we, uh, we, we we
2: sort of haven't made plans. Um, my my uh, my focus has really been uh, sort of heads down trying to make uh, development happen. But that's something we'll uh, be looking I... soon.
4: Well, yeah. that actually, I have a question in regards to that. It, it, you know, it, it does to go to E3 and to do and to 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 create a trailer. That all d- definitely definitely cuts into development time. Is that is that fair to say? Because uh, I, I know like a game like Recore, and everyone's like, well, they didn't show it and they didn't show it last year, but mm-hmm. <clears throat> to stop and make a a, a a trailer and go to E3 that definitely would it be fair to say that that has an effect on uh, does it on development it slows it down obviously um, instead of just going head straight ahead and just keep developing
2: yeah exactly and, and and I mean particularly on a, on a team of our size I mean um, we're on, on the smaller end of the scale that um, if a couple of us go over to e3 we're losing sort of twenty percent of our team you know um, yeah. as, as well as working on a trailer um it, it, it certainly does um, take its toll, but you know the the benefits you get from it if you do it at the right time in the right way is, is is really good. But at the same time, almost when you don't see something at E3, it kind of might mean that you're going to get the game sooner, which right, is yeah. uh, yeah, okay. maybe may a good thing. Um, mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Oh, we got a question from chat. Um, is this a kind oh. of game you would ever consider for a game preview?
2: Uh, we we have thought about it, you know, because um, uh-huh. and and I certainly. I'm not really against game preview. I think that it's uh, It's really good for certain types of games. But I think for this one, our fo- focus has certainly been to just have that kind of day one experience where right. you can load up the game, uh, play the game, and it's kind of perfect. Um, I've had uh, really conflicting experiences where um, when I've played some games in beta or in early access sort of programs, and um, some of them I've loved that, and others it's kind of ruined the game for me. And so... Right. I, I think it's a tricky one, and I think in this particular case, because we're trying to orchestrate so much stuff and so much story, um, that we would rather probably just release it when it's ready. Yeah, right. make sure yeah it's that,
0: makes, of... sense.
1: that yeah. makes sense. That uh, makes sense. I had a, a question, if well, more of a, something to talk about. So I noticed the, I mean, the art styles are very interesting, but also like to do with the light and there's no sun. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously it's of to do with the ash. I wondered if you could sort of talk about that and how you sort of came up with that idea, because obviously that's in the name Ashen. Um.
2: Yeah, sure. Um, so this is a, a world where, as far as you know, or as long as people can remember, there's been no natural light whatsoever. Um, people have effectively had to live by, by candlelight um, and slowly they've been dying out. Um, that's not necessarily the truth, though. Uh, The truth is that there was light, but there's no sun. Uh, The light sort of was produced by this ash, which kind of erupts out of the ground. Uh, But it was maybe like thousands of years ago, uh, so long ago that, you know, it's passed from being uh, recorded history to societies kind of plummeting into darkness to... uh, being oral history to being something that's maybe slightly known through you know folklore or slightly, you know, you, you might see like hints of it um, in old ruins, but it wouldn't really be something you'd believe in. Um, and the start of the game is when this ash sort of comes back into the world and you're trying to figure out why. Um, and interestingly, this is sort of also what makes it um, a low fantasy game in that uh, we, we, we chose one specific element we wanted to twist the world with. And this is it. It's the... Um, the, the ash, which has these luminescent kind of properties to it, it has a special energy to it. Um, but we kind of ground ourselves by making sure that everything else in the world is, behaves quite a lot like our world does. Um, it's just figuring out how this ash has twisted things, how it's, how it's changed things and made the world a bit different.
1: Yeah. Uh, no, that's uh, I mean, it's interesting because the, you know, obviously as I mentioned, to do with the name and, and the aesthetics. So that's a, quite a sort of cool thing that's perhaps a bit different. So that, that was something I, I noticed and liked about it, the way that it looks. So,
0: yeah, and as you. far as the mood's concerned, are you going for a bit of a horror vibe with this game?
2: Uh, we certainly do have moments like that. Uh-huh. Um, I would say, yeah, our, our, our vibe is uh, quite a subdued uh, sort of like, like a darker, more Twilight kind of vibe. Um, uh-huh. Not not twilight the movie just 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 twilight the time of day um but uh and and yes certainly when you get down into dungeons and stuff like that we've got enemies that will purposely like keep out of your light or your lantern range they'll stalk you in the darkness do stuff like that and we've referenced movies like the first alien movie um was a good one for just how you can kind of hide things and make them quite creepy um and uh so yeah, we've certainly got a bit of horror, but um, and, and and a bit of darkness in there. But uh, it's it's all kind of a, a balance because we've got the opposite end of the spectrum too, where you get these little glimmers of light in the world, and it makes them more special because that kind of dark stuff is there. So you guys
4: uh, mentioned that uh, you um, actually quit your jobs and went and went full force for this uh, for this. Um, I guess you would say dream of making a game. How yep. uh, can you can you take us back to your like when you what was the was, was there uh, something that just made you guys say you know let's screw this what was the thing <laughs> that that that, that the breaking that pushed point you yeah like what what is the thing that that you know is it was a, just a realization like hey guys like we could do this uh and 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 can you kind of like just take us there and and take us back when when you guys were uh, at that point um and what what may have been a turning point
2: yeah sure um so like we 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 spoke about it and we kind of like did a lot of kind of pen and paper designing and just figuring out what the story would be and what the world would be um and we weren't 100% set on it. So what we did was we took one week off work uh, to just kind of do, I guess you could call it, like a game jam with just three of us. And uh, we came up with this sort of very early prototype, which is to say it's you know effectively a guy running around in a field doing a couple of things. you know. Um, but it was more about um, consolidating a bit more of an art style, um, pushing things forward. And once we saw that we could achieve that, and that we were quite satisfied with that very small little microcosm of a game. Uh, I think that was probably the tipping point where we decided, you know, we could do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: it's cool. What was your day job before this? Uh,
2: so I was working <laughs> in the uh, in, in the environments department at Weta Digital. So uh-huh. uh, I'm trying to think what I was working on at the time. Probably yeah. The Hobbit. Um, okay. Okay. But I would worked on. Uh, whole bunch of movies, um, uh-huh. so many movies, um, let me think, uh, there was like, Wolverine, uh, The Avengers, The Hobbit, uh, Tintin. Are a big movie buff? I am, I, th- I think so, I'd like to think so anyway, uh-huh. uh, not not as of late, as much as I'd like, I think I work too much, but um, certainly like in my university days and stuff like that, I couldn't even go into um, into video stores, like I would just have watched everything, it was, mm. Yeah. It was a bit difficult. had to go to like international film festivals and things like that to see new stuff.
0: So you didn't catch Batman v Superman? (laughs) Haven't got it yet. I
2: I don't even know if it's out in New Zealand yet, to be honest. Yeah. But uh, would you recommend? (laughs) You can ask
1: Dustin for that one. Yes, it is a great movie. (laughs) (laughs) He's the big DC fan here. Save yourself for Captain America.
3: If you like comic book movies, go see Batman v Superman. Well, no, let me let me take that back. I rephrase this. If you like comic books, see Batman v Superman. It
1: All
3: is right. very very comic booky. Like it's uh-huh. Did you like uh,
2: like like Deadpool?
3: No, Deadpool was fantastic. Uh-huh. But like Batman v Superman what a lot of people don't like is uh, the movie will like jump around like Pains in a comic book where it'll just be like, and this scene happens, and then this scene happens, and there's no, like, real great transition. Uh, Ah, interesting. So it's very jarring to people that don't read comic books, but to people that do read it, it's just like, okay, yep, that's what's going on with Lex Luthor. Let's move on. Like, it's just,
0: it's uh, kind of jarring. But Zod doesn't shout in the film, so that just makes it a better movie already. I will find (laughs) him.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, um... I don't know like i I definitely can't knock something for taking chances you know doing things a bit differently and like Mm -hmm. trying to push the medium a little bit that way i'd have to see that
3: no it's interesting seeing them just go you know batman's a character you know who he is no origin story needed he's he's there like the most you get is like an opening credit where they're like and his parents died and this happened and that's batman like you don't need to have a huge well there was
0: even less for wonder woman
3: yeah so they really but, didn't I mean, set up anything. She it had, was definitely a sequel to Superman, yeah. though. Yeah, Man yeah. of Steel. Yeah, but it was. I, I enjoyed the movie. I enjoy. All right. Uh, thank you so much for coming on and doing the show with us. And unless anybody, I don't do the product. Oh no, there was one question. How do you? Uh, would you like to see Microsoft bring? Excuse me, bring back Summer of Arcade. And would you feature Ash? Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> well it was up to I, you yeah I,
2: I, yeah like I, I i certainly think it's a good thing um you know uh i, I think particularly for, for 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 games in there i mean it it, it, it definitely pushes the marketing for them it, it, it helps them get their names out there and and to just like uh yeah i i, I think it's amazing um if they it, and and uh, I also think it it, it's kind of like that E3 question where it has to come just at the right time for your particular uh, project and when you've launched and how things have happened. But yeah,
3: that's
2: uh, it's certainly exciting.
3: I mean, we get so many great games all the time now. It's just it'd be cool just to say, hey, for for like the month of August, we're gonna have Mm -hmm. four games, one a game a week, and they're all gonna be you know heavily
5: pushed, really featured. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's that's been one of my criticisms actually of ID at Xbox. It feels like they're getting all these awesome games, but they're not quite getting them out there for people to see, you know. And I'd I'd like to see that change. And I think something like a, a you know, like an arcade, bringing that back, would really help push those games to the forefront. So.
2: Yeah, I think there's like there's a lot of ideas like that which are amazing, and it's it's kind of tricky because the. Um, The landscape changes so fast in terms Mm -hmm. of how you could market a game and 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 what is games marketing i mean uh i remember seeing like fallout got ridiculously marketed just everywhere there were fallout posters just stuck all over everything pretty much Mm um they reviewed well and yeah (laughs) yeah and that's sort of the old way of marketing right but then there's um the, the the newer way of doing things where it's not about super bowl adverts necessarily it's um talking to you guys, you know, d- doing yeah. things like Summer of mm-hmm. Arcade and things like that where you can actually put stuff in people's hands and get word of mouth going and um, kind of do it in a very um, genuine sort of way which is, it's interesting but it takes a lot of thought and it, I, I think it's um, it's a tough one to do right.
0: Yeah. Well and I bet it's hard with timing too when you're working with something like ID at Xbox it's probably really hard to set dates for all these developers because they're all going to yeah. be on their own, on their own in their own time frames, their own calendars, you know? And to just get four of these games back to back four weeks, that would probably be something pretty difficult to uh, to put together because it, would, it might require someone having to work harder to get their game out on time or also pushing back a particular game. And yeah. that might be hard as far as funding is concerned for them. So yeah, I understand that too, so.
2: Yeah, yeah, certainly it would be something like planets aligning <laughs> to get yeah. everything. everything just
4: yeah, right. it, it it honestly has become, uh, a lot, especially for bigger titles too, like triple A's. Like it's be it's it's gotten down to a science to release the, the the games, like when to release it, when to place it, when not to put put it in this glut yeah. of games versus this. Yeah. Uh There's a lot to consider. It's it's kind of fun how. Uh, yeah, it like, is stuff that you don't you we didn't think about you know I, I don't remember talking about this stuff five years ago but now it's central you know do you release this game with and uh, you know uh, this type of game that's going that day and all that type of stuff yeah yeah
3: I gotta imagine you don't want Ashen releasing next to Gears of War or like
4: <laughs> any... <laughs> well then typically a, a lot of ID and Xbox games do not release during the from what I've from what I've seen. Might be wrong, but do not release during that that holiday November period. Uh, kind of maybe just because of what's going on. Well, you it know? seems
0: like new IPs in general are are better to go in the beginning of the year rather than the end. Right. You know, your established franchises are going to be during the holiday season. Your new IPs are going to be in the beginning of the year. That way, they can be featured. They're not around titles that are going to swallow them whole. You know.
2: So. Yeah. Although even the beginning of the year is getting a bit tricky these days. With, it is um, sort of bigger titles taking a little bit longer than they thought and releasing in the beginning of the year uh, tends to be a bit of a theme at the moment. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
4: uh, Every, every pretty much... I know Horizon just... uh, Well, it's rumored, but pretty much every... uh, uh, You know, a lot of games, you know... um, I'll get that last delay, yeah. Yeah, especially on the Sony side has been... um, they they've, they pretty much missed all the holidays and just came or out Or even
0: with March. Quantum break it was a delay for delay's sake they didn't want to yes. release it in a heavy period and you now even though mm-hmm. the game was yeah. pretty much done so yeah yeah that's pretty common so yeah hopefully you'll
4: get a good window and we'll all play it and it'll be successful <laughs> you know so, sometimes <laughs> yeah. that window though is critical you look at a game like sunset overdrive and you know for the life of mm-hmm. uh, all of us um, on Xbox Sunka we, we don't know why that game did not do well and uh, no. or we, we, we point to well, it released right in the middle of you know all the big titles, all the all mm-hmm. the known the known uh, things. so it, it is definitely uh, something that has to be taken seriously and you have to look at all all sides to uh, you know what's a healthy re- oh. uh, release date. And will you guys have any say in that, or is this
0: going to be more of a Microsoft positioning at a certain time? How does that work with ID at Xbox if it's, well, I mean, ID at Xbox, you can release it on your own, but because it's an exclusivity contract, do they have some kind of say in when it drops and all that?
2: Uh, Yeah, I mean, like, essentially, I mean, even, um, you know, contracts and stuff like that aside, Uh um, we would really want to work with them on it and like we've we've got a say in it and they've got a say in it but um essentially like i mean and it's the same way they work with us it's um it's it, it, it's a very collaborative thing because they want it to do well you want it to do well so you so you kind of work together in terms of like what kind of marketing push they could do what uh how far along your game is and and and, and mm-hmm. when you're going to do it so um yeah and i think that's a really interesting thing just again about the idea xbox team is how of um easy they've been to work with and um just genuinely wanting to push games and make them good you know um and i'm I'm pretty sure the exact same approach will happen towards um release windows and things like that um yeah yeah. they've
4: been they they, honestly they you know they had started they didn't start uh id at xbox until uh steve what was it 2014 like march when did they start ramping Uh,
1: it up they uh, the first title launched in April 2014 and they didn't right. announce it till sort of August 2013 at Gamescom and then they waited till December to right. kind of really uh, brings announce some games and sort of draw the curtain back but they've I think they've they've come a long way.
4: Yeah, they've um, a lot, like that's kind of what my that's what I was going to say is, is that you look at the progression from when they started and Chris Chris, Chris Charler and his team really I mean they're, they're, I mean, this this year and, and and maybe early part of next year, you look at their ID at Xbox games. It's I it's actually you know they have a, a five heavy hitters, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Asher being one of them. Um, but you know you look at that, and you, you you know it's it's a testament to uh, to Xbox and ID. Their their ID at Xbox, they're definitely doing an excellent job there.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I think it's a it's it's even not the easiest job in the world either. Um, it's a bit like being uh, a music executive or something, like you know, because you're looking at all this really raw talent, and you're trying to pick out who is actually who's actually got the goods out of these guys who are all uh-huh. fresh and new. It's it's not like um, I'm sure if you're doing like um, the big Microsoft um, sort of studio things, you can just bank on well these guys are good, a good reputationary, really. they made three games, yeah, they'll make another good game. You know, the idea of Xbox guys have to really evaluate it, and um, yeah look a bit deeper i'd say uh it's um an exciting position but also a tough one mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. all My, right well oh sorry oh, steve uh it's just a uh, will uh oh actually sorry else asked the xbox live okay question never mind I'm just gonna <laughs> ask it must be nice for you guys to to be at a show like e3 and sort of have the world Sort of see it at the conference. That must have been sort of quite good, for, you know. Obviously, for getting the title out there and for people to to see it, it's quite important for sort of how it might do later down the line.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, the the uh, exposure we got and just being on stage um, at E3 is one of the most amazing, like personally, one of the most amazing experiences in my life. But um, also just for uh, for the title, it's um, such great exposure. Um, the people that we've been able to meet um, because of that. Uh, yeah, we just y- you couldn't do it any other way, I would say. Yeah, we just wanna we wanna thank you for being on the
0: podcast. We know you're a busy guy and have to get right back to work. I'm sure, huh? Yeah. Well, <laughs> thank you very much for having me. Yeah, uh, it's been great talking to you guys. Uh huh. Yeah, we'd love to have you back. Maybe after the game launches, so we can hear from you again, and see how things went for you.
2: You know, be wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. Uh huh. Thank you All so right, much. Thanks. For coming
4: on. Thank you.
2: We'll yeah, thank it. you so much. I really thank enjoyed you. it. it was awesome,
4: really interesting, oh, bye. Yeah, Ashton for life.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> it's gonna be his new avatar, right? I, I know. I like I said. This is totally. This game's totally up Phil's alley. So yeah. I know that Phil will be playing this day <laughs> one. And like I said, he he, he chastised me for uh, uh, leaving it off the uh, infographic. <laughs> uh
2: huh. Yeah. So, awesome. Well, yeah, forward. Thank you again for having me. It's been really good talking to you.
3: Oh, All right. You too. Yep. You take care. All right. All right.
0: So, do you think? Do we want to move on the
3: news or? <laughs> yeah. But we're, we'll cover the news real quick. We'll, we'll news. Yeah. News.
1: News.
0: News. News. Okay. Okay. Let's see. First news article. This one's uh, reading this on Polygon. HBO I... Now app launches on Xbox One. Wait, what, Dustin? Oh, no. I, I, it's, you're fine. Just go okay, I just want to make sure we're timed with what you're putting on the screen, right? Yeah. I mean, I <laughs> okay. can get you. It doesn't matter. Just go yeah. for it. Okay. Well, yeah, HBO Now app launches on Xbox One. So this is not the HBO Go where you watch stuff that's already been on this is actually live TV, and you don't need a cable subscription. You can pay fourteen ninety nine a month, and you can watch your Game of Thrones. So yeah, because HBO Go, you have
3: to have a subscription with the cable provider, right. and you buy HBO from them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for but this... Game of Thrones, Silicon Valley. Like, a bunch of shows hit this, uh, this weekend, actually.
0: Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But yeah, this is exciting, because if you just want to subscribe for a couple of months, or a few months... You know, to watch your series, and then you're done, and you can come and do it again the next year. So, this is pretty exciting. I know for a lot of people, and it's timed at the it's it's at the right time with Game of Thrones here. So, that's really exciting. I gotta say, I'm more excited for Silicon Valley. Yeah, I am too.
1: Actually, I love Silicon Valley. <laughs> I, I couldn't get into that. I what? Mean, uh, that's crazy talk. I I started it and I was like. Mm-hmm.
3: I, I started. I couldn't put it down. Like I'm super stoked for Silicon Valley, and well, this. You... Yeah. So...
1: To, to me, it's one of those shows that kind of I felt looked better in the adverts. No, you need to keep watching it. How far did you get into the
0: first episode?
1: Oh, I finished the first episode. I watched. Yeah, you don't give up after the first episode. I must have gone. How many
0: episodes did you watch?
1: Okay, well, I don't quite know. It was a, there was a few. There was definitely. Aww you know I, I definitely gave it a, a chance yeah it's just that last episode of the first season to me is the
0: ultimate it's episode pinnacle. of it. it yeah and it just it gets that's exactly what the show's about and yeah. i love it absolutely love it maybe it's a i would it's an american what, humor what you're thing, talking right? about but it's uh yeah this this right? <laughs> after this interview yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. After
3: yeah, the yeah, interview, yeah i don't want to go down that path <laughs> <laughs> the ratio you know, you just gotta get the right yeah. ratio. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody who watches Silicon Valley would be laughing right now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, next bit of
0: news. Okay, next next news. Xbox Live sees growth but hardware dips and Microsoft's uh, quarter three. So it looks like the active user base stands at forty six million, which is down from the last quarter, but up from a year ago. So it's up year <laughs> over year down from the last quarter,
1: which is quite, which is quite a funny. It's fluctuating. Way they put it. Yeah. Hey, you
3: know well, what? No, one, but one you half... usually measure stuff year over year, not quarter. I mean, you do measure yeah. stuff quarter quarter, but it's a year over year trend that you go off of.
0: Yeah, especially oh, I, when you look that. at the seasons. You know, like it would funny. be a, it would be lower because you're going from you know a heavy Chris, you know season around Christmas to you know New Year when people might not is active, so I understand that.
3: We're going to start dropping all these Xbox Live subscriptions soon. This is when people are going to have to renew. Mm-hmm. I know I have to renew in like a week or two.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Alright. The last time I bought gold I got like four years worth. Because it was well, we're, cheap. We're not all you, Steve. Did you
0: guys, did you guys see that uh, gif of Phil Spencer with the the mouse it's no. pretty funny it's
5: oh it's pretty
0: on funny gaff. it's on gaff yeah and they have like the forza crowd under him and they they, they put his face on uh what uh kim jong-un
5: <laughs> that... i need
0: to see this because the season is going to be really bad <laughs> it's, <laughs> really, it's funny. really funny it's
3: really funny yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, next bit of
0: news <laughs> Yeah, next bit of news uh, Microsoft is testing a variety of new Xbox One prototypes So this is from The Verge uh, Apparently there's some prototypes being tested that contain upgraded components
5: And this is hmm. after
1: the FCC filing that popped yeah. up So well, Did they actually specify Xbox One or just Xbox devices?
5: I think because it they just
1: seemed it, it, They made it seem like you know, there was a lot of different things. They that's were looking true.
0: At. Yeah, I don't know why VG 247 twenty four seven wrote testing a variety of new, new Xbox One prototypes, but well, I no, think that's it was what just, the uh, Verge
3: even reported is that there were a bunch of oh, yeah. different types of units that they were sending out and just be you know just testing around. Like there wasn't like one new dev kit that was shipping around. Uh, mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. But yeah, oh. and then also. <clears throat> What was it? Uh, with the the earnings report for um, AMD came up today, and they announced that there's what three uh, semi-custom chipsets that are in production for 2016, for what late 2016 and into 2017.
3: Yes. Yeah.
0: And a semi-custom, like a new semi-custom chipset would not be a slim, more than likely.
1: Yeah, presumably Microsoft and AMD agree that there'll be revisions down the line because obviously they'll say you get your cost reductions. So that might so those three devices are
3: that brand money's new already taken. Yeah, this is brand new because mm-hmm. this kind of confirms that it's separate from the what was it two point four billion they spent on the first Xbox One. Because um, all that they money's already paid. accounted for. No, but that was the Lifetime. So that's going to cover their slim devices. That's covering whatever the right. the smaller device is going forward. But this would be a brand new CPU, GPU setup, you know, system on a chip that's going to go forward. But what's interesting is they say 2016 through 2017. So I'm, I was thinking about this the other day. If you think there's a chance that Microsoft is going to push back, let's say if they were going to launch 2016 with the backlash Sony's been getting, and they've been getting killed on the internet yeah. from diehards and everywhere if they would delay this till next year, just to make sure it's really powerful.
0: I don't think so. I think they'll let Sony better. get the backlash, and then Microsoft will announce it too, and they won't have to suffer the backlash because the backlash already happened.
1: Yeah. The thing is, is that I think are several things here. So first of all, I think that where PS4 owners are very happy with their current power, to some That's degree, hard. Xbox owners are not as happy. I'm not saying they're unhappy, but I think <laughs> they will look at it and think there is, you know what? There is room for improvement. So if Microsoft want to do that, I'm quite happy with it. All right. You know, I think, that the xbox owners the ones that would be loud on the internet also probably a lot of them see that you know there is mind share and there is branding stigma around the xbox one so if they're gonna mm-hmm. do something to improve that
5: Now's i think the time. That
1: those people would be very uh they're not necessarily going to go and buy it but i think they'd all be satisfied or the, the group will be reasonably satisfied as a whole and i think that you know all these people complaining about sony doing things actually a lot of them probably don't own xbox ones so the the, the backlash that sony are going to get is not necessarily the same thing as what microsoft are going to get because microsoft i mean you know listen you know there's no point being around the bush about it they are trailing two to Quite one lot, near two yeah. to one whatever so you know if they can do something that's going to reinvigorate the their brand. sales because they can fix various issues that they've made branding power you know there's, there's a whole bunch of things that they could do i think that as i said i think the, the fans and the owners that are that on the playstation side are not for what sony are doing on the xbox side you know everybody's sitting there probably thinking
2: yeah right,
1: i could you know I, I i could i could get behind that or i could see why they want to do that you know, right, well that's the ps4 owners are quite happy to maintain the current status quo and I think there is some genuine concern yeah. that, that if, if things are shaken up a bit, they're concerned. I'm not saying it will happen, but I think some of them are concerned that it won't maintain the, the current trajectory. And not all of them are necessarily for that.
4: Well, that was what was curious to me, is that I could see you doing this as an Xbox, um, you know, what what what, what PlayStation's doing, uh, because there are uh, there's definitely a, a, an image of power uh, or lack of power when it comes to Xbox One especially comparatively to PS4 so I that, that's why it was a little curious for, to me and what's the end game with this PS Neo um, and it's putting Xbox in a position that they're usually not in you know they're usually doing their, their trend setting or they're taking the risk of uh, uh, of doing something like PS Neo uh, where they... Yeah, uh, as yeah, I, I think- say,
0: it. Microsoft's always in the position where they're dragging people, kicking and screaming into the future. Right, that's right. that's very common Microsoft to me. Right. Yeah.
4: So, I think they could just sit back. My opinion, uh, and, and obviously we've talked about it time and time again, uh, I believe there's something in development as we are, you know, as we talk today, but I don't think it is as... Uh, close to as people thinking um it's going to be to a ps4 neo launch um i'm I'm thinking something where uh it's this is going to take a little time but when it releases that's the question are they going to piggyback onto this gen uh with a 1.5 model and and go with the xbox one or are they going to rebrand uh or uh you know rebrand themselves yeah. some way somehow uh with this new generation
1: uh equipment i think they're rebranded yeah if they're not going to rebrand then i wouldn't bother That's
4: yeah. see that's where i'm at that that's wh- why you know i mean i've talked about xbox fire and all that stuff see before that sony hadn't you know i thought that sony had not had this ps4 neo um, and I think that would have put Microsoft in a better position than they are now. Not in a great position, because uh, I believe that PS4 could just stay in status quo and be the still the de facto of whatever, because they already are at 1080p. Um, being that now that PS4 is coming out and it's uh, it's a it's a pretty pretty nice upgrade, um, you know, there's no use for Microsoft to try to piggyback off of this gen, because they're just gonna you know they're playing catch up to uh, oh. something that they that they, they, they won't have a bullet point.
0: Tim, they don't have to piggyback off the gen. They can just release a new console, call it something well, else, have it be backwards well, compatible, right. have it be the same UI, all that stuff. Just call it something right. else. It, it, essentially, it would be a sort of 1.5 or a 2.0 or whatever you want to call it. Because but they're going to rebrand it as a
3: service.
4: Right. And, right. Well, they'll and, rebrand it somehow. That, and that's where they're going to have to be real smart. That, you know, they're in actually a position, like I said, that they've never been in. They're in a reactionary position, kind of like... It's always Are they, Microsoft. though? Are they? Um, Do we know with, for sure? With all of
3: Sony's backlash, I think you could say they're in a reactionary... They can... Yeah. They can well, d- decide to Sony, change their
0: ship right now.
4: Sony had their cards
0: shown first. That's the thing,
3: right?
4: Well, but, that's usually but, the case. That, but, that that's what my point is, is that's usually the case that so for whatever it is, Microsoft's always in that position where they show their cards first, whether it's at E3 and they're E3 the first. They go right,
0: first, yeah. They go yeah.
4: first, and 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 Sony could just say, okay, well, let's take a step back here. Let's mm-hmm. let's 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 let's. Yeah, uh, but- Let's point this, this did shit up. In 2013, right. though, in right.
0: 2013, <laughs> Sony showed their console off first. They showed the PS4 off first, and Microsoft still, you know, it was already in development, so they had to go with what they had. Right. But, but, right. but Sony showed theirs well. They still the managed to cook it up.
4: Yeah. So. Well, in, in the case of PS4, when that happened, that that took everyone by surprise. But I think, uh, and and it definitely they had goodwill on their side. But I think with in this case. You're seeing uh, you know a lot um, of backlash yeah You're seeing a thing, lot of backlash and and, and rightfully so. Um, no, but I
3: think Col- kind of funny put it perfect. I think Colin put it funny perfectly that this is the first like Sony's been doing a lot of right this generation. They did a ton of things perfectly. But they are now putting themselves in the weirdest position ever. They like, are. They, they are. and it's not like the, it was a mistake or any. they they're literally going out of their way. To, to piss it. off the hardcore with this well, new console? W- or no, no, but that's what it is. When the hardcore, they it's are though, more pissing off. You got Colin Moriarty; he's the hardcore. Greg Miller's the hardcore. Like you got the but he's not pissed big off. PlayStation he's, fans. He, he, yeah. No, no, Colin's pissed. Like he he's not he keeps pissed. he, he, he repeatedly says, idea. "I'll buy it," but this is bullshit. Right. It's a flipping me off. But it, I got the money, and I love PlayStation. But. He's pissed. Like he's pissed I off that it's, they're doing this. I think.
0: I think it's a. It's a big fuck you to PS4 no, owners that got I, I them I where really, they are. I don't. I don't really think it is. I just think it's a knee-jerk reaction people are having, saying, "Oh, well, that's going to make my stuff obsolete," when it really isn't. And well, if you want had, to play the well, bad version but, of the game, but, but to be Well, Sony fair, hasn't had the yeah. chance to even get out in front of this. I mean, it no, leaked. no, I agree. But you that's know, what so that's, that's. They couldn't even bad explain PR's it about. the way they wanted to, oh. and and this is kind of similar to what happened with Microsoft. You know, with the the DRM and all that, they really didn't even get a chance to say what their plan was. It kind of just
1: yeah. Blew but up. to be to be fair, though, when they weren't given the chance,
0: they
3: didn't they take had, it. They yeah. they had no
1: answers. Yeah,
3: yeah. they know because i you're you already have people like me. I've had friends that at work they've asked me, hey, I'm thinking about buying an Xbox, and I've told them, I'm like, you know what? First I'd wait till E three because yeah. Yeah. there's probably gonna be a price drop and if they do release new hardware this year, they're gonna announce well, it at no. E three. So yeah. just don't don't buy. And that's on freaking Xbox. And we we barely know anything for Xbox. Mm. Sony See, on the other hand what? has everything out there like on the table. It's just like, yeah. yep, so if I were this I wait. would not buy what? that fucking Playstation. Just don't. Yeah, man. well
4: that's the thing. Why would you buy a Playstation for right now with all the... Oh, I, there's this, no is, reason. this is my problem. Yeah, agreed. This is my problem. Or this is my... Uh, you know, this is my hold-up with this whole situation. They're, they're releasing a system that is uh, more powerful in PS4 Neo. Um, but they are they have to develop a game with PS4 in mind as a base. Yes. So basically, you're having a system that you really can't um, exhaust all it's power. False. Yes, you're not used to its fullest. But that's um, a good
0: thing, though. That is a ki- that's kind of a good thing because that means you'll get the games in the higher resolution.
1: You know, what I mean? You design for the like base,
0: with... and then you See, just pick up everything else.
1: I, I've noticed what... though, that that there's talk that they're gonna the 1080p is the minimum. It is,
0: yeah. Resolution. Rem- I
1: just think that you know, if this had come out that Microsoft were forcing 1080p minimum, the first thing people would say is, is "Oh, oh you know, the
0: developers." This-
1: yeah, and you, then you notice the people that are defending them just think, "Yeah, well, you know, if, if the shoe was on the other, if the shoe was on the other foot, you would have already thrown out their heads."
5: Damn. But
1: I, I think it's interesting. There's a website yes. called Hot UK Deals, which obviously, you know, it's all about what? saving money. And there's a there's a sale, you know, it mentions PS four, PS four, not PS five, PS four and Dark Souls three for two hundred and fifty five pounds. And there are thirty five comments, and they are littered with just wait for the Neo. Right, literally, and I, I I think that's a problem.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's It's a nightmare for Sony as far as sales from Ah. now until when the new console. Right,
4: but a nightmare equates to probably still beating Xbox One, unfortunately. (laughs) It does, Um, but
0: you know, this also hurts Xbox sales as well. Yeah, because now everybody's saying, "Hey, there's
3: new hardware." Yeah, yeah, they they think all the players are going to do it. Like if. The number one top-selling console that has the most powerful hardware is like fuck. We need to change it. Is doing it, then everybody's doing it. Right. Like, but my my
4: my my question to all of you is: Will there be anything exclusive to PS4, Neo? Will no. there be an, no. an exclusive VR game? No. 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 So
1: then yeah, what, what is their end game exclusive? Ooh, their, their end game is to appease people equipment.
3: like me and Vern. It is literally to go, I love it. Hey, Vern, Dustin, we know you're hardcore 4K fans. TV. Well, not even 4K. We know you want to play <laughs> at a solid 60 frames per second in all your games. Like, here it is. And guess what? It's going to be full 1080p. And if it's, let's say they don't, even with uh, PS4, let's say they don't uh, do 4K, because I don't think they will. Let's say they do 2K, and then they go, all your games, instead of anti aliasing, we're still going to do that, but we're going to downsample everything. And that way you have this higher resolution image being downsampled, and then it looks prettier. It just looks better. In Be- that's something they could push. They could definitely push something over 1080p in their games, a developer well, game could, the- and just downsample. Because downsampling and- looks great. Like it really well, and does.
4: Well, in the case of
0: Xbox. Helps. In the case of a new Xbox, it'd probably run backwards compatibility okay. better too. Okay,
5: yeah.
4: Let's so nice. we're, we're a little we're, we're technical here. no, no. Can but you, that's what we're talking about you, for people like me and Vern. Like that's is targeted. Right, who, right. This, and, this and that's, targeting. It,
3: right. But Joe I, you know, I, I,
4: I wanted to ask you said downsampling. Can you explain what's going on with downsampling to the uh, viewers? Okay, so let's say let's say we're
3: taking a picture with a camera, and this picture is a really large picture, and it's 4K we're going to use that word cuz that's what you're used to now. And this is a 4K picture. But we're going to take all those pixels and we're going to bring them down and make super pixels. So every pixel matters more. Uh, and it's it'll be only a 1080p image, but it'll have like the detail and the sharpness to that detail of a 4K image. So even right, though you rendered
0: not, in one image, yeah.
3: Yes. So it's rendered in one, it has the detail of that 4K image. But it's only in 1080p. So let's say normally the, it'll like, go. I'm not sure if that should be a blue or a little bit, a slightly large or darker blue. It'll have the 4K detail to go, oh, that's what the color's supposed to be. And it'll make that decision that that pixel should be that color. And that's what downsam- a very generic version of downsampling
0: is. I mean... Hey, Tim, <laughs> it would it would essentially function like anti-aliasing does. You know how when you see right. all yeah. the Jaggies and then they put a right. passive anti-aliasing on it to get rid of all that stuff? It would essentially do that, but in a much better way. Because okay. it, wouldn't be doing, it wouldn't be doing something tricky to get rid of the edges. The edges would just be gone because it would be
3: it would know at what like it's, a high resolution. Yeah, it would okay. know what the edge is supposed to be.
4: It, but it would okay. fit I'm, it
3: in that 1080p picture. Right. My, my second that's question... That's what's done in
4: film, actually. Right. Yeah. Now, could this be something that's done... Exclusively for the PS4 Neo um, on a game that's let's just say patched because I think they're going to go back and patch
1: Uncharted
4: yes. for 1080p 60 frames per second. Um, yes. And do you think that they have enough horsepower to to giving the current specs uh, to do that? I mean, specs. essentially they could. They're
3: they're running a double. Well, not double the spec, but they're not. The, the GPU is going to be a bottleneck. Yeah, the CPU is a bottleneck, but the GPU is kind of they're. They're doubling down on performance, so they'd be able to pop two images out. So, it's like I more said, I, twice. no, but you know what I mean. It's they're popping two images out instead of one because right, right, even with dual I monitor, yeah. yeah, it's 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 a weird thing. But let's just say they take that performance and they put it just towards uh, resolution, and it would it would help. They they could definitely do that. Uh, but if you're going to do that, you can't. It, it's unfair to say, oh, it's just it's going to make every game sixty. It could, right? theoretically, yeah, exactly.
5: that's but what it I depends on what it, the bottleneck large, is.
0: Yeah. I All think right. more likely than having a game that's 30 frames per second suddenly become 60 frames per second with the patch, we're going to see a game that's rendered at 900p or 1080p so, then maybe rendered at like 1440p or so, something that's a higher resolution. Then we and will I think see this frame
3: is, rate boost. I think you're going to see a shitload of PS4 games go 900p.
4: Uh, oh, so yeah. So you're you're gonna say that they're gonna they're gonna um, new develop games, the game, the new game, and it'll be 1080p with all bells and whistles uh, versus a 900p a PS4. No, but here's the thing: when I say 900p, they're still gonna be pushing a ton of bells and
3: whistles. It's just they're gonna have again, to... That, at, yeah, a, at a point when you get to, to the end to of a generation. No, That's but at the point when you reach the end of a generation, hardware like it's gonna be, it's gonna compromise the game. So they can have they have two choices: they can compromise the resolution by bringing it down to nine hundred, have the Neo at yeah, full ten but... eighty, and then have you know I don't... push all the bells and whistles that you possibly can. But I, I think you'll put they'll they'll affect resolution before they affect effects. Yeah, like, I
0: I don't think I don't think we're gonna see a lot of non-entropy, actually, and the reason for this is because the unified. Memory setup on the PS4. They're not worrying about having to deal with a frame buffer size that small, like um, right. like with the Xbox One because of the ES RAM. Yes, right. They don't have that. They don't have that situation. So you're going to see some 900p games, like in the instance of Assassin's Creed or you know, uh, Watch Dogs. But right.
5: I, 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 No, I but I still I'm not talking about indie the games. Most I'm talking about big see...
0: AAA. a well, Most uh, of the uh, AAA games just... are 1080p already. I don't see that changing.
5: Personally. No, but I when think... games
3: get more complex and Unreal, they start to really push a ton. More effects, they're going to have to sacrifice resolution, and that's where this PS4 Neo is going to actually perform way better than the original PS4 because yeah, it has the CU unit to push that, it. Though, it's not no, about the frame buffer size;
0: it's about the, the I don't actual. I think that's going to happen, though. I think they're going to target the PS4, and then the PS, and then the Neo will just get higher resolution. It's not going to be the, the first. Way around.
3: The very first holiday, I agree with you, but by next holiday, the PS4 is going to struggle because people are going to start. Why would they do that? Neo? They're gonna they are going to build for Neo and build for 40 million market market people who
0: have a PS4? Why do people stop history.
3: building for Xbox 360 games and not but and build for Xbox One
0: for the same reason? New,
3: no, this, this yes, different. it is. This you're going to push no, for the not, the, the putting, better
0: exclusives when you're put when you're doing backwards and forwards compatibility like this case. It's going to be a different goal, and the goal is going to be to make the base run well, and then the newer version look better. Probably from a resolution standpoint, not necessarily all the other stuff. You do have to have a target. And why wouldn't they target the console that has the 40 million people that own it instead of targeting the console that who knows how well it's even going to sell? Because
3: the next 40 million
0: people that are going to buy that console... like, it, Well, maybe two years down the road, that would make sense. You might see them. That no, but happen, like we're but... talking
3: about this holiday season versus next. So this holiday season, yes, you're going to see games that have a little bit better special effects on the Neo, but you're not going to see anything drastic between the two, because they're still Uh, trying to push PS4s. But by the next go-around, it's like saying... Well, why would you develop for the new iPhone specs when you have the old iPhone? The old iPhones work just fine, and they have a ton of stuff going on for yeah, them. Yeah, but it's iPhones like come out they like, have... on
0: a yearly basis.
5: Yes, it's
3: but on is this? No, it's not, because that's that's the point of these new consoles. Every three years, so you're eventually going to have to start building specifically for the Neo, and you're going to down three years from now when the next not three comes years up. from now. No, you're going to have to build from the Neo, and you're going uh, to that would bring be a terrible stuff decision. Down. You're gonna Why would you, as a developer, do to, that? Because you okay. have to reach certain targets on PS4 Neo that you don't have to on PS4. The PS4 does not mandate 1080p. It doesn't mandate a bunch of things. The Neo does. So you have to build for the Neo. And because you have to do it anyway, then you're going to have a, a ported version over to the PS4 that's just lower res. That's, well,
1: that's that, there's st- that happened, Because I mean, of these mandates well, on the Steve? Neo. Oh. Yeah, but they've also. I mean, the. I mean you look at how most games are a PC developed anyway. Uh, I don't uh, I I mean I personally also probably wouldn't build. I would build for the base PS4 and go up. I think that would be an easier win because if because games companies also got to be careful because if they do because if they do build for the Neo and go down and they can't and they don't make a good version you're going to upset a hell of a lot more people than the other way around. Than yeah. The other way around. Maybe three years from now, when the new no,
3: console comes out. No, it's not three out, years. I'm can... talking about a year and a half, I'm telling you. Yeah. A year and a half, I you're s- going to start seeing game developers what's switch benefit? to you know. but what's well, the
4: benefit But what's the benefit for developers
3: that's, to do that?
4: But that's what the, You, you the, get to the, put it
3: in your marketing. You can say, hey, this is the PlayStation 4. You could just you don't even have to fucking well, put it. PlayStation.
4: your big when image you're with get... the
3: new pretty picture.
4: But what Dustin, you're getting at is the exact reason why I find this whole thing curious is, is that you really can't do that without gimping the other version or no totally. Effect, you know, in fact, that's why I don't understand what the end game is here. Is because you're right, they can do that and they can shaft the PS for if they wanted to do that or you know, um, but, and but what's a year and a half.
5: And no, but the
3: benefit have. is you're you're going to have the prettiest game there. Why wouldn't you do it? But at the end of the day, you're right. Yeah, you're going to want to develop for the PS4. You're going to want to make sure that you get a good port. However, if the question is, where do you start? Do you start on the Neo or do you start on the PS4? Uh, and I think this is going to be a developer-centric question. I mean, it's not... Right. Like, I don't think Sony's going to mandate that you have to start development on the Neo and downscale. Like, you can develop either way. But the benefit is, is when you go to market your game, you go, look at our game. Right? Doesn't that look amazing? Right. The Neo. It's the hot new thing. Like, it's it's going to draw... Like, see, it's going to draw I, people to it.
4: I agree. You See, see what Vern's saying... I agree with what Vern's saying, but I also agree with Dustin saying, because and that's where it becomes it becomes uh, kind of um, you know confusing because in, in a year and a half that developer is going to say shit why do i got to fucking i want to i want to fucking extend this you know what the ps4 at the end of the day I, if i if i lord myself as the best looking game on the market and i developed this game for the ps4 neo um, I can still get it on PS4, but whatever. If, if and, I have to, another know, thing it, is early I adopters
3: will. buy more games than fucking the casuals that buy the console two, three years in. Like early adopters buy a shitload of games, so you Depends know you'll sell them. Yeah. Well, no, but you 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 know as well. as somebody's willing to spend another three ninety nine on another PlayStation Four, they're gonna buy a ton of games.
0: Yeah, that that's how a game like Rise, which I liked, probably yeah. sold you know over a million copies. You know. It's going to be front heavy,
3: and then now you have a back that. catalog, and you're going to be able to sell to front heavy consumers this whole new thing. So why not target those people?
4: And I and exactly. I do understand
0: being on that. the cutting edge, but you look at a I, I do understand that point, but you look at someone like Crytek, and Crytek is always about you know cutting edge. They want to put out the best graphics they can. So yeah, I guess I guess in in that case, I could see a developer like that pushing one, and then having the other suffer. But I do think, in general, that's not something we'd see. I see. I, I, would, I would think more companies would say, let's make the, the, the version we need to for the lower spec, because that's the console people own right now. I know.
3: Well, like I said, for the holiday, I agree with you. But I think what's really going to lend itself, to just kind of make a piece here, is uh, mm-hmm. like systems like Unreal Engine and Crytek do a fantastic job Nowadays, with trying to bridge specs, like Unreal Engine can do amazing things on Xbox One. Clearly, through everything we've seen, and I guarantee Mm -hmm. we'll continue to see that. Like it, it would be just like Derek was talking about earlier. Like you could pop it in Unreal, you tell it, "Hey, these are the new specs. You can upgrade things, make sure the frame rate runs great, and just go." There it is. Like, yeah, doesn't it look better? (laughs) Like it in with the new engines and how and direct x12 with how it you know adds performance i could definitely see that being a big factor but i'm more curious how microsoft uh, approaches like features like do you mm-hmm. do you go so you Sony did the same features you... on both yeah
4: and that's why i think with microsoft you that's why i don't i think that they have to get away from you don't want to have this deal where you have to think of the xbox one you want to have a console that is on its own. It's on its own. Mm. It's on its own island. Because when you have this situation, you're going to have like what Dustin says, where he's going to say you're going to have a developer that's just going to say screw the PS4. I, I I want my game to look the best it can be, and I want to be a console showcase. I'll do whatever I can, and they 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 could in fact gimp the PS, uh, four version. So that this is this, and I, I think Dustin's right. In a year and a half, when all this is not even talked about. They're just going to do what they want, or a developer's going to do what they want, and they're going to target the Neo, and why wouldn't you? Whereas if you're Xbox, you don't want any of that. Unless you can scale these games, and I don't know how you could do that because... Well, of the,
1: UWP... already said that's what they're going to do. But let's ignore UWP for a second. Most games are on PC, and most games get released on PC, so you're going to have that bottom effect based on PCs, you're probably going to have a a lower level than what Xbox One and PS4 are to work on some PCs and a higher level than what the Neo and Xbox Mm -hmm. Two can do anyway. So you're still going to be within that confines anyway.
4: Right. Now with UWP is it possible see what see what Sony did with this in regards to they basically took their existing set with PS4 they shrunk it down and they doubled it okay or they did some tweaks here and there one of the one of the components of their of their build is this the, the RAM solution now um, does UD do, does UWP eliminate the 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 use of that like like if microsoft were to do this and they went with the es ram solution um they won't they, they wouldn't that's the they thing would, they have to find right? out some now, way to they, emulate it okay so that's the thing can they get uh, a, a a a good a, a good ram select uh select a, a good ram and actually have these games both play and will is it that That's this a, UWP, can that merge that and can make that yeah. happen? Oh, they could definitely do That's a big question.
3: It. Yeah, I mean, well, I, also, I don't doubt it. Like, they, if they yeah, switch but, over to DDR4, they, they could yeah, push
0: the... Is that fast enough RAM, though, with, high, with low enough latency, you know, with high enough speed to right. be able to emulate it? That's the question. Is the technology here to do it in this time frame? And that, that that's actually a question for, that I've been
4: asking myself, oh, yeah. you know? Which I can't get uh, an answer either. I mean, it's a tough, uh-huh. tough question. But because, if, if they could come up with a, a whole new spec unit, then yeah, then, then then I could see maybe them going ahead with this. Or do they have to completely overhaul and start from a base again? Um, or does UWP enable that them to just basically say, okay, I want uh, this CPU... Uh, this RAM, this graphics card, uh, and go from there. Yeah, I don't think it's that simple. I think
0: they'd have to find a way to emulate the ES RAM solution to and function even, exactly the same. Even if the they, try, if they yeah. tried
4: to do what Sony's doing... They couldn't. Th- they'd be too expensive because they'd be, be taking up so much of the right? space
0: on the board. Yeah,
4: yeah they, and they, want, also, yeah, they yeah. also wouldn't be able to match them in power because their... Mm-hmm. They're, 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 mm-hmm. uh, well, you know, yeah, they, they have, have to double. They
0: have to double the ES RAM to sixty-four instead right. of thirty-two, just to fit. You know, the and
4: they still would be behind,
0: right? Just just to fit for a ten eighty p frame buffer, and then when you start thinking about four K, it's going to be an even bigger problem. They have to go to probably yeah. one hundred twenty-eight.
4: So, so that's why I so, think that they they can't. They well, can't that's why really... Phil
0: said that it's not going to be an Xbox one point five. Because right. it can't be. If they do an it Xbox One Point Five, it won't be powerful enough to keep up even with the one Sony's coming out with right now. It'd have to be a significant upgrade that would be that would have to emulate the esram solution.
3: And if wow. they're if these developers are using Microsoft solutions for their workarounds for the SRAM, which it sounds like most devs are, since they have the best solutions, it sounds like they have. A design path to move those solutions over to a different type of RAM for future that's releases. What we hope, yeah, yeah we're, yeah, we're fingers crossed. But that's why they're they're so centered on UWP, and that way they can take all their stuff and just move it to another another right. set of hardware. Uh, but the question is is are they ready to move it over to something other than a system on a chip? I'm positive they're going to go, I mean, with the, especially with the AMD news, they're going with the system on a chip well, anyway. Dude, uh, if they
0: can emulate the 360 on Xbox emulate, One like they yeah. did, they can do anything. That software team is a set of pros, so.
3: Yeah, so I wouldn't be worried about, I think all your Xbox games are going to work going forward. They're going to probably run better, uh, especially Xbox 360 games. It just has way more power to, to emulate that. Uh, if
4: they
0: get the CPUs uh, a lot stronger, yeah. Yeah.
3: See, that's but. the
4: whole thing too about this whole I, I hope that, that um that they don't go with the um the cpu same solution CPU. yeah i, I can't would, imagine
0: I... they would i think the reason sony's going with the same cpu is to make it easy to go back and forth you know from ps4 to neo but if but if microsoft can get around that with their U, uwp initiative and with emulation of things maybe they can choose a completely different cpu and go all out yeah. and because
3: it'd be interesting and, to and, see and not spend how... that much money you yeah. know It'd be I, interesting I to see if the... they could just put an Intel and NVIDIA chip in, and then just say, "You let UWP
1: rework the code to talk
3: to the GPU."
0: Yeah. What were you gonna say, Steve?
1: I thought that the CPU upgrade in the Neo was uh, let's let's be generous and call it modest. Like I thought it that is. was a very strange. It's, thing. it's barely and stronger it's, than the Xbox it's, One. It's not the sort of thing that you're gonna get. In my opinion, where well, you've got games that are 60 frames on one and 30 on the other,
3: no, but it depends on what's causing those frames. Like if you're, it's usually CPU though. Yeah, but it's it, I mean, it it'll, puts it'll more credence to what Vern's saying where they build for PS4 and they can just push more on on uh, the Neo, but it, it's. It all depends on what the game's top loaded with,
0: yeah. like how it's. I designed. feel like Microsoft's in a better position too, because when Sony goes from the Neo to a PlayStation Five, does that mean it's going to be another incremental upgrade, or is it going to be a brand new console that won't play the old games, or will have to emulate the old games in some way, which really makes it difficult for them? For Microsoft, that path forward is going to be a lot more simple because of the UWP initiative. It seems
1: right. Right. What exactly. I think is, well, Sony will have, I think, plenty of time to... Figure it out, yeah. ...make a, a, a machine that that's capable of putting the power into do it. I mean, particularly... As well, no, it's not about the
3: power, though. The reason yeah. Sony's going with an exact same CPU and pretty much the exact same GPU, just more beefed up, is that the software just talks as if it's native. It, there's no confusion for the... The, the software that's already developed it just go, yeah, send it to that CPU, send it to that RAM, send it there, and it knows where things are because the roadmap's the same. Yes, there's a lot more there, and that's faster, and it's more beefy, but the roadmap's all there. While Microsoft can go, you know what? That old system on a chip design with SRAM, fuck it, get rid of it. Yeah. Oh, this this these cores, get rid of them. Like, let's, let's yeah. change out the whole thing.
0: Um, Jason think, made a good point here in uh, Twitch chat. He said they'll push GPU, well, GPGPU uh, yeah. compute, you know. So uh, that, that is the route Sony's going to go because since they doubled the CUs from 18 to 36, like Jason said, and the 100 megahertz bump per CU, um, they're definitely going to be using more of that to account for the lack of CPU power. So, yeah. But
3: yeah. It's, Microsoft's in a great position with their UWP platform. They basically just have hardware. one job,
4: in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. You guys well, know what that one job is? Put out awesome hardware. Yes.
1: But, no, but know, even what,
3: just a thought. Well, I'm sorry, Steve. Go.
1: What I was, what I was going to say before is that I think what works to Sony's advantage also is that because they've got unified RAM, they're sticking unified RAM, they don't have the SRAM thing. I think that mm-hmm. in future that will also present a simpler problem than Microsoft. Whereas if if you know if, I mean we've seen that they they can't do PS3 because it's it's so difficult. Whereas obviously I mean you know Microsoft are good with software. I'm not saying Sony aren't, but you know Microsoft work harder than that, harder than, than Sony on that. So I think for Sony that having made those right decisions earlier, even if makes they, it easier going it, forward, yeah, yeah. No, but like SPUs
3: so. I don't think replicating spews and replicating threads yeah. aren't exactly. I mean. Yes, it's not potatoes to potato. Like it, you're you're mixing fruits, but even the the amount the amount of accomplishment they did by replicating Power PC on a low end budget end GPU that they stuck in the <laughs> Xbox One is fucking With bad insane. bad RAM solution, yes, like they're emulating. Power PC. And it's no a real offense to Sony. If Sony wanted to do it <laughs> and they had the programmers of Microsoft, I guarantee they'd find a solution. Yeah. The question is, is Sony it worth it? They don't know how they're doing it, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Like, nobody knows how they're really doing Power PC. <laughs> like, it is insane that they can replicate it. But they're, they found a way. And I. I really think they're using UWP and like by by keep, by having three different OSs on the Xbox One and limiting everything into its own environment, it puts them at a massive advantage to just turning this into an Xbox platform. <laughs> and yeah. they, like they, they've done with their xbox live numbers don't report numbers anymore fuck numbers you can just say hey xbox live users this is the games we're selling right. this is you know when we release the next version of the xbox it's going to be just as you know more powerful you're going to get all the features and it's just going to work moving forward and i really do and your all games will work right
4: yeah i, I think this is a platform for the future
0: i'm gonna move on to the next story and we can continue to talk about this because it's still kind of related yeah um Xbox 360 is done. They're not making well, any more of them. I, made,
3: it, I, I said something so much nicer than how you put it. I, I said <laughs> Microsoft retiring... <laughs> no, Microsoft yeah, yeah, retires they, the Xbox
0: yeah. 360. After 10 years. Yeah, after 10 years, the Xbox 360 it's, it's, will no longer be manufactured. It doesn't mean the servers are coming down. The servers are staying up, because with Xbox uh, 360 backwards compatibility and an Xbox One, they're going to keep those things going, so... Xbox 360 is not dead. It's just they're not making any more of the consoles. It's, it's, it's so. retired. It's taken a yeah, break. it's retired. It's, hey, it's, yeah, it's, it's going fishing on it, its... You it, know. It, lived, it lived its life, and it's going to have a good rest of its life. Yes. But um, what was interesting at the very end of this article on Xbox Wire, it says, over the next few weeks and months, we'll be sharing more of our plans for gaming on Xbox One, Windows 10, and beyond.
3: We got a Kotaku link up, I'm just saying. but
0: uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. but I went to Xbox Wire because I wanted to get the exact quote. I know, but I, I just I, I have their name up, so I always like to give oh, credit. Oh, that's all right. Well, computer. Kotaku, yeah,
1: you're
3: awesome. Well, <laughs> no, no, I just I like to give credit for the, you know, the sites we use. I, know, I made sure I know, that their logos are all
1: yeah. up there. Yeah, okay. I still think they missed an opportunity to get the Xbox 360 at like $99 in a much smaller thing. I mean, I get why they didn't, but should have done it
0: because so they're moving on man they're moving on to the new xbox fire it's time
4: it's time now um uh, just a quick question uh i know we kind of moved on for i just have a quick question now a game like quantum break with the uwp platform uh let's say xbox <laughs> Fire comes out okay is quantum um, break
1: finished and fixed by then
4: Okay, let's just pretend it's finished and fixed. This is two years they down the road. They can bring it
1: over, yeah.
4: They can bring it over. the years. 10 no, 80, no 10 it's six
3: K. months. <laughs> no, no, but here's the thing. Let me let me explain it this way, Tim. Let's say, let, let's go with an easier game. Let's say Halo 5. Halo 5 comes over to the Xbox Fire.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Halo 5 will instantly run better. Without anybody adding anything to it because the platform is designed to adjust resolution on the fly depending on hardware. So you, with everything scaling automatically, you can That's just awesome. let the new, more powerful hardware do its job. And you don't have to sit there and reprogram or patch the game. It's just the hardware can do it and it scales. And that could actually right. honestly be the future for both PlayStation 4 and Xbox One going into Neo and everything else, because this this is what, you know, even Sony developers have said, yeah, scaling, you know, that's that's the way we're going to do it. It'll just automatically scale, because it's, most people have kind of agreed, frame rate is king. Like, it, it just is. And even if they, if it was just, hey, I want a solid 30, and if it ever goes under 30, keep the 30, and let's lo- lower the resolution a bit, most people will agree, that's fine. Yeah. As long as, I think you know, it's easy. like for a frame or two, you know, right, right, bro? Like if, if you yeah. only had one frame out of 30 that went to 900p just so that you could get that frame out and it's a solid 30, nobody's going to notice that frame. People will be happy yeah. with the image.
0: Yeah. And the Xbox design allows it to change the resolution on a frame by frame uh, basis, actually. This is something we talked about a long time ago on the podcast and. I I had suggested that we'd probably see a lot of uh, variable resolution games, and we are, and we are, because it's built into the hardware. It it has three display planes, so it it can render at one, it can show at another, and then it also has another plane for uh, any UI stuff, so that's that's the advantage of that particular hardware compared to PS4. But I could see Sony
3: adding that software-wise, like just yeah, to have it might. variable it resolution, it just because it would make it would make developing well, for right? the Neo yeah. a lot easier. But for the 360
0: most has two planes. The yeah. but, but the the one has three, so it allows it to have one for the UI, one for, one for the actual console UI. I'm talking about yeah. another for the rendered resolution and another for the displayed resolution. So you have three going on at once, which is a really cool thing. Hopefully, and they I'll, bring that to the next Xbox as well. I wouldn't be shocked if the Neo steals that. To
3: yeah, be honest. it might. Because I it's it's, just, a, it's, a it's a good design idea. for game consoles because you have yeah. so so
0: many UIs yeah. running around, it makes sense. But to get back to, to what uh, Tim was saying about the UWPs, like for example, Quantum Break. Right now, we know that at four when you run it at 4K, it runs at 1440p actually with four times of uh, multi uh, sampling. You know, um, they could probably transfer that right over to the Xbox, whatever the next console is going to be called. Run it, and possibly even run it at 1440p, because it might be powerful enough to do that. And bam, you got a 4k game right there. You know, uh, Ori and the Blind Forest will probably be able to be run in 4k natively. You would you would assume because of the type of game it is. Uh, Killer Instinct is already a UWP. That would be easy to bring on over and probably run. If not 4K, pretty close. It might be doing 1440p or 1800p or something like that. Because I'm currently on an R9 290 from AMT. And I can run it at 1800p well over 60 frames per second. That game's optimized really nicely. So who knows? If they have the right hardware, they could probably have Killer Instinct at 4K at launch. That's incredible. Um, also, uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider is already a UWP. That would be an easy game to go ahead and patch over and have it launch. Um, and then all the other games coming out in the future... I would assume, would have those patches too. So you're talking about ReCore, Halo Wars, uh, Gears of War 4 will probably be well, They're already be talking in the same to situation. developers about using... Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And then Halo 5, I would assume, would get a patch just because it's a popular game. But, I mean, I think they're in a pretty good situation where even if they launch this year, they could have a lot of content on that new box. Running at maybe close to four K resolutions, which would be pretty exciting.
3: Yeah, because even if they just had a game like Halo, where let's say Halo's doing everything, they could run it at at maximum three K and keep the frame rate the how they want it, and then they could just scale up to four K natively, and that way you get the uh, a much cleaner image. I mean, no, it wouldn't be four K, oh, yeah. but you could have much that's cleaner better images. better than ten eighty P. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, you know, that's the for this generation. I think that's the best you're gonna get. I, I don't think you're going to get a ton. I mean, simple games, indie games, maybe Killer Instinct, games like that, yes, you, you, you're going to get 4K games, but like high-budget titles, I think
0: uh, I It'll think you like got another six,
3: six, seven years before you really yeah. start seeing tons well, of 4K gaming. Well, no, we'll,
0: we'll, we'll see solutions like what we see in Quantum Break. So no, but what, I'm talking about they'll native, bring, like yeah, native. Yeah. That's, that's not well, this hardware cycle. Well, but... they'll create a native resolution through some kind of interpolation or something. Yeah. You know what I It'll mean? look that way real pretty. Upscaling, but you don't, yeah. if you can get around upscaling, it's always better because if you're not upscaling and you're doing something else, you're not going to see the shimmering and the jaggies like Steve was talking. About that he didn't notice in Quantum Break, you know. Quantum Break for life.
4: <laughs> <laughs> you
5: yeah, this we'll and you haven't bought
1: that. Quantum Break? Put the show down. Don't put the show uh, down. So Go on Amazon or your local equivalent and buy while, Quantum Break.
3: While listening to the show, I'm just while listening to there.
1: the show. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That, it's that, it's fact, audio it If you haven't bought it already, then you owe them.
0: But anyway, uh that's all the news. I don't know. Does anyone have want to make any closing points on this? uh new hardware thing we've been hitting for the last few weeks? I don't want to talk it's about new. Still... I want to talk about our memories of 360. It's so sad. Okay, does anyone have a memory of 360?
3: Well, hold
1: I want to talk
0: about Geometry Wars, Steve. Steve. Steve has a closing point. Steve.
1: It, it still wouldn't shock me if they didn't have new hardware this year, but if Microsoft are hmm. listening, I want you to know that if you don't, I may not be surprised. I will be pissed. Yes, I agree. I want you to know, I will be pissed.
2: Like, you will you suffer can't, the
1: wrath of Steve. The, I mean, I, I don't like carrots, so I'm not going to use carrot analogy. You can't put, like, I don't know, a really nice chocolate bar or something in front of me and then, like, not so, let me have uh, uh,
5: it. Well,
3: they technically so, never put a chocolate bar in front of you. You're they kind of did. They did.
1: Phil Spencer did it. No, this
0: is...
3: Hey, wait a second.
5: Tim, Tim, they did not he eat a did. chocolate did.
3: bar. This is what happened. If we're going to use food as an analogy... He's cooking bacon in a kitchen and you're across the house. You smell it. It's tempting. And Then no, if they don't no, give
5: it he, to you this year... He turned around to me
1: and said <laughs> that he is going to make bacon. I now, don't, think, I he
5: think...
1: No, no, I don't no, think he said that. I don't think he said no, that. He, he, he,
0: and no, he <laughs> didn't make bacon when he did. He's going to make Canadian bacon and you're
1: going to be pissed, right? Let me, Let me He's told me that he's going to make bacon. I've assumed that because it's you know in the morning that he is going to make me bacon either for breakfast lunch or dinner. So then what? I get through the rest of the day and at some point I'm expecting to have got goddamn bacon. And if there's no and if there is no bacon I'm going to be pissed. And I'm legitimately because why would you need he to tell He never that told
3: you he was going to make you bacon. Yes, he said he no he said yes, he bacon he- question mark and you were like
1: bacon. Okay. And then I he never said bro anything. Bro. <laughs> Why tell me that you're gonna make bacon before I've had breakfast if you're not gonna make it that day? He asked about bacon. He never said
3: he was gonna make you no, bacon. Because, no, he, t- not not he asked, put
4: bacon question mark question mark should, question mark. Question mark. That's right, Tim. Thank you, you Tim.
3: He said bacon question mark question mark question mark. This sorry, this love, is a bacon situation, don't and this. don't get me wrong. Once I start smelling bacon, I want fucking bacon. And if I don't get <laughs> my, ba- I'm a big guy. I need bacon.
0: Okay. I gotta stop the bacon talk because so we gotta move on. This show's going on forever, so I think it's time to move to letters. All can right? I? Can I just? I, I want to say Geometry Wars. We Ge- love you. Yeah, you get your 360. last point about three sixty. Geometry Wars. You want to say anything go about? three sixty, Tim? No. Yeah, we only got two letters. It's gonna be fast. Yeah, oh, we got man. It's gonna be fast. Any any three sixty talk, Tim?
4: Uh no. I mean, I I feel bad, but you know, the one the great thing is is that uh, with. Uh, what Xbox One did they? You kind of you kind of live through 360. It, 360 lives through the Xbox One through backwards compatibility. I think That's somebody awesome. put it, and um, it's a good thing. I mean, uh, you know, I, I honestly um, was done with Xbox 360 maybe a year and a half ago. Like I would not touch it or be playing any of those games. But with backwards compatibility. Uh, so I feel like them. it's. I, I'm playing them, and and I and I look forward to the releases. I mm-hmm. I want I want uh, Blue Dragon, and I want Lost Odyssey. Uh, well, I want those games, you know. Well, I mean,
0: in uh, backwards compatibility news, uh, Rayman Origins was released today for backwards compatibility. So
4: there you go. Another but
0: I
3: just to keep it just Throw it up there. Uh, 360 was Microsoft's greatest generation so far, and it was an amazing oh, was generation. Great. And I th- I'm. I've, I think everybody has fond memories of the PS3 360 generation. Like, it was a great console to have.
0: That's PS3.
5: No,
3: the PS3 came out strong in the end. Like, I think both of them had an amazing generation.
0: I think uh, that generation was really defining 3D gaming, you know, because with, uh, with the PlayStation and Nintendo 64 and Saturn, it was in its infancy. With the PlayStation 2 and GameCube and Xbox, it was finding itself, you know? And, and then, then with the most the 360, it, you it had rock polished. band, you had like everything was just fucking top notch. No, online that, that, was there, but 3D gaming like, was polished and online gaming was solid. Yeah, especially yeah. in 360. Yeah. But we'll never, never forget 360. Steve, anything about 360?
1: Are you done? I mean, gears. Gears, yeah. Like 360 I, gave
3: I, us I, gears, yeah
1: let's yeah. let's let's sit back and and let's just have a moment of silence to appreciate gears well now
3: what Charles. about 360.
1: We'll, we'll, yeah we'll, 360 was gears so
0: original gears and 360 was a beautiful moment it really was yeah it really yeah. was okay i'm going to letters our first letter is from sean sean writes hi guys Enjoy the podcast. You guys do a good job discussing the hypothetical future of Xbox and what directions it could possibly go. I would say, especially for the last three weeks... With all the news of Sony Neo and the rumors that Microsoft is going to do something similar, what are your predictions on the price and release date for the next Xbox? I feel holiday 2017 would be a good year to do this. With annual price cuts of $50, the current Xbox One could be available for around $199 then. This would allow a new box to sell for the sweet spot of $399 and restart the four-year cycle. Also, do you think it would be smart to offer only the box by itself at that time? I have multiple controllers, HDMI, etc., so why not offer those who are just upgrading only the box to keep cost down and encourage upgrading thanks sean well sean we did talk a lot about this already but we never talked pricing so what do you guys think about pricing
3: i would i've said from the beginning i'm a big pro four-year cycle guy but i think it's going to be three-year cycle now um and i feel like 249 for the xbox one and 499 for the the fire 99
0: so you don't think yeah. they should go 399 to compete with Sony? I think they should. I think so both.
3: I think Sony, after this backlash, will pop up its specs because it's rumored that they were looking at two different spec options, and I think a higher gonna, CPU was the yeah, option. So, yeah. So yeah, I think they're going to both Microsoft and Sony are going to come out 499 because they're not. If they were getting rid of the Xbox One and PS4, I'd agree you need to go cheaper. But because this is a, a, a an upgraded console, like you you go all out you give people if you're going to get people for 3.99 go ahead do the extra 100 make that hardware as powerful as possible personally
1: steve i think that well first of all they can't afford it might... well i mean they can afford lower specs than than the neo but they can't afford much more than probably about 10 20% um but they need to go three nine nine, in my opinion. Like they can get Me away too. with four nine nine if Sony go four nine nine. But they can't count you know, on that. Three nine nine is is the sweet spot, and they should not be announcing a price until Sony announced theirs. I not agree. I think at E
0: three at E three they needed to just say it's coming, and then don't announce a price. And if Sony announces a price that night, then they announce it at Gamescom. Yeah, they they can't go first this time because they can get screwed. Yeah, yep, I agree. agree. I agree. Tim, Tim, what do you think about uh, pricing?
4: I'm going to say uh, $4.99 for uh, PS4 Neo, um, and I'm going to say $4.99 for uh, or three, maybe $4.49 for PS Neo. I don't think it's going to be $3.99, but um, uh, I think it's going to be higher. But uh, I think Xbox is going to be $4.99 as well. Um, but I expect the timing still to be 2018. I mean, it's very possible. It's <sighs> still going to go. I know that Vern asked me because I had wrote a post. He's like, 2017 now? Question mark. And he's like, uh, you're revising. 2018 still going. is suicide. It's suicide. i still going with 2018. It's you suicide. know what? Hey, hey I got to give
3: Tim for holding to his convictions. This man, <laughs> he doesn't waver.
4: Well, true. Be. I mean, I, I just—I I just...
1: I, I do not want this box until 2018.
4: That's. I don't think habit.
1: they can. I don't think they can afford to have this box till 2018. I said this even before all this stuff happened. That they could not afford to take this box to 2018 or even 2019 or 2020 by itself. I—I—I yeah,
4: don't... I I, 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 I don't agree with that. We've went through this already. Yeah, <clears> we
0: we my... gotta move on then. Yeah, have Been on. arguing about this too much. I gotta move on to the next letter. Uh, we actually have three of those. I was wrong. It's not two. Uh, this one's from Special Ed. He write this it, is through Twitter. That's why I forgot. He says, "Good day, Uncut Crew." Good day. Currently, it seems, at least to the naked eye, that Microsoft is pairing back on first-party studios and going down the route of third parties creating first-party content, which I personally have no issue with. And Killer Instinct is a perfect template to use for this model. How would you guys feel about Microsoft taking it one step further? and approaching third-party publishers and offering to buy-slash-revive long-dormant or abandoned (laughs) IPs. It allows them to save money on maintaining their own studios but continue to provide their platform with quality, exclusive content, all with the added bonus of strengthening the relationships they have with these third-party publishers. In this scenario, which IPs would you like to see Microsoft target? For me, it would be Maximo uh, through Capcom, Streets of Rage, Sega, Altered Beasts, Sega as well, uh, Rock and Roll Racing, which is Blizzard Activision. Captain Command, Capcom? I'm not familiar with that one. God Hand, which is also Capcom. And Gun Valkyrie, which is uh, Sega. I could throw one uh, out there real quick. Uh, Insomniac. One second. Oh. And letter. All the best. Special Ed. Feel free to pronounce it Special Ed. Ver- no, I'm pronouncing it how I see it. I'm not listening to you. I don't appreciate that. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'll say Special Ed if you really want me to. Uh,
3: Crimson Skies and it's Omniac. I think they could Well like Crimson it. Skies is that's a Microsoft re- IP. That's not really what he's asking. Oh no, I thought he said a Microsoft IP made by
1: third parties. No, no, no third-party third party IPs.
0: Yeah. Oh.
1: Like uh, Dead Rising or Final Fantasy or...
0: Right, like money-having a third-party game, say, that would never have come out otherwise. I,
3: I think mean, there'll be another Dead Rising, so that's not a good choice.
1: Um, I mean, the idea is interesting, but I'm not. I'm no longer interested in Microsoft money hanging games, unless unless you know the game is in is in serious serious trouble. I just I would rather at this point Microsoft just focus on first-party content. So if Microsoft are going to get to own these IPs, buying them off someone. Then that's fine. That's different, yeah. So uh, you know, I'm content with that. I think there's probably some interesting things they could do with with the IPs that aren't going anywhere. I um,
3: will uh, throw it out there. It's not a micro. It's not an Xbox game, but I'd love to
0: see Microsoft buy Red Alert. I think they could do a great job with some Sega franchises too. Man, mm. there's so no, many I'm Sega just... franchises that just aren't getting used. You know, and. It's so, but, like, yeah, a I, I don't want to. I'm gonna agree, kind of agree with
3: Steve. Like, I just I don't want to see them buy IPs because they have so many of their own. And I'd like to see them loan out their own IPs to other endeavors to go. Hey, Insomniac, would you like to play with
0: Crimson Skies universe? Build something. Well, that's with the thing. It. Insomniac would never do that though, because Insomniac wants to create and own their own IPs. I know, but
3: that. like, I guarantee you there's plenty of like, like they 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 gave Met and I think give Mech Warrior away, but they were like, hey, you want to do Mech Warrior? We don't want it. Here's the game, like yeah. just build it, and we'll take our small cut. Like I'd like to see them. I'd rather see them do that because they have they they have so many so, of their own their own underutilized IPs. I don't want right. to see them just like go That's... yeah fuck all the stuff we have in our back catalog. Let's just buy other people's stuff like. Yeah, that's like
0: what Square Enix is doing. Square Enix has that initiative called what The Collective or something like that, right? Yeah, yeah, Where they're yeah. having uh, independent developers claim a certain IP that isn't being used anymore and make a game, you know. Yeah, that I want to I see that. Game.
3: Yeah, I'd That'd love great. to see that with Microsoft. Uh, but, I mean, yeah, I, I'm a huge fan of Red Alert. If anybody can m- bring it back on PC, I would be all for Microsoft like yeah. doing that again. Um, and that could be a great thing for the Windows 10 Store, like just to have it like having Red Alert back to compete yeah. with Starcraft and because we don't have many RTSs that left anymore. like they they're, dota has killed them all
0: like they just people play I, Dota. And this one example, gun Valkyrie, I would love to see that revamped because with when it came out, controllers didn't have all the buttons you need on it to kind of do the things they were doing in that game. But if they came out with that game now, it would function kind of in a lot of ways like Halo 5 does now with the boost. So they could really nail it, and it would be a cool game. So yeah, I'm all for that one, uh, Special Ed. Jason said Sunset Overdrive. <laughs> okay. What about uh, Steve? you have any particular games you think it'd be interesting to do that with? Um,
1: I mean... I mean, I did ask... I actually asked Phil in 2013 if they would buy Geometry Wars from Activision. Yeah. And he said that they kind of talked about it and then I think they got the idea to do it. I mean, that's probably the only one I'd want and I I don't feel like Geometry Wars Dimensions... I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not convinced that it actually exists except in my nightmares. Yeah. So I'm going to say, like, Geometry Wars and then they can give it to Stephen Bread and, you know, he can make it he can make geometry wars 3 great again because, Re- relevant. Because, I want, because i want to be very clear i'm totally doing really
3: exist. well they, I'm, do, I'm doing oh, pictures of uh of what, what is that guy running for uh, president um why am i blanking on his name trump. see this is trump yeah that SOB. i b i'm going to put
0: make geometry wars great again on all his shirts it's going
3: to be well it's going to build what a they wall they can do
0: too they can they can just not even put a number behind it they can just call it geometry wars
1: yeah. No, it has to be Retro Evolved 3.
3: Yes. Yes. Okay. Because that would that would show a commitment to the first two games and like go oh, fuck that shit right there. That dimension shit, like we know you didn't like it. We're we're coming back to our roots. Well, what's the so third what one
0: called? Looked? Is it called Geometry Wars Retro Evolved 3 or just Geometry Wars 3?
1: It's, it's called Geometry, Geometry, Wars Geometry Wars 3 Dimensions and then yeah. about uh, 6 months uh, after launch they released Dimensions Evolved which is like an upgraded version where they kind of tried to fix all the stuff that they
0: Right so they up. could call it Geometry Wars would you say uh, Retro, Retro Evolved, Evolved 3. Retro yeah. Evolved 3 Yeah that's a good idea because then it could still work as a number 3 but not
5: yeah I yeah. agree
0: Tim you got any old games that you that Microsoft doesn't have uh, tim has got something good here I bet
1: he's got yeah. something good
4: I want altered beast. I would love to see an altered beast yeah. um, game. Eyes from your class. Uh Yeah, I would love to. <laughs> yes, and um, <laughs> uh, I, this is. I think. I. I don't think Microsoft owns it. Mech Assault is definitely one of my. Um, they own Mech Assault. I don't know. I don't know if they because I had asked. They do. Uh, no, know, they do. All, they gave it. They gave. Well, Faster uh, Studios it sounds, did it, yeah. did it right. Because I had the reason why I had asked uh, on on another podcast, Ironhead came on and and he freaked out when I was like, uh, I basically said uh, Mecha Assault with the cloud, and then he got like really, he's like, oh, well, I don't know, I don't know if it's uh if, if that's our yeah, studio that- or um but if they do i i would love to see yeah. that with yeah. them. They they own it's a,
0: all those faster franchises
4: yeah
3: yeah it's a really weird thing they're doing with it cuz they it's they own they're it but it. they're leasing it out to somebody else so they own it but they can't do anything with it cuz it's leased
1: <laughs> well the contract might not say that they can't i mean there are two different shadow run things going on out there there is the the Uh, Hairbrain schemes shadow run and then there's shadow run online so i mean it depends what they put in the contract as to whether or not they can actually it could be that they say well you can make this but you know if we want to make something we're still going to do that
0: okay well i mean the chances of them
1: actually doing it are low, but.
0: thank you for writing in uh special ed and let's move on to the last letter this one is from the wicked soul he writes hey friends do you have any factory seal games i only have three Assassin's Creed Unity on Xbox One, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood on Xbox 360, and Pets 2, Game Boy Advance. Name of game is probably wrong. If it is, I'll correct myself during the show. From ya boy, Wicked. I don't own any.
3: I don't own any, especially this generation because um, I went on digital, but I've considered all, like, to buy another factory-sealed steel battalion just to have it.
1: Yeah. I... Did have a factory sealed game until about half an hour before the show, <laughs> and that was Ratchet and Clank. So technically, I feel like I passed that, but then I unsealed it. So,
3: mm-hmm. yeah, you you failed miserably with the rest of us. Yeah, all right,
1: Dustin.
4: <laughs> um, I have a bunch of three uh, XOG uh, uh, Xboxes, um, games, uh, Freedom Fighter uh A bunch of them, uh, I would say about ten, um, and maybe one three sixty. And I'm all digital this year, so. But yeah,
3: still battalion. I totally want to get that giant box, factory sealed, stickers all still on it. Like, they go for around. I think it was two fifty still. It's such an amazing game. Did anybody else play? No.
0: No, I never did. I didn't want to spend that much money for the whole controller and everything. So. You
1: should have but I, sequel.
0: Oh gosh! I'm glad I didn't touch that. I well, it had a good sequel that. just out
3: there for it. Did have a good sequel? Yeah. Before the connect, the connect one. Yeah. No, it had uh, it had Steel Battalion and then Steel Battalion Second Strike, I believe, was the name, and then the Connect game,
1: which was still a sequel, and therefore counts. for What I'm saying. No, no, I'm just one.
3: saying it. It no, the
0: Connect one was not the best one.
3: No.
1: I the first one was oh, the,
0: the second one was called Steel Battalion Line of Contact. Yeah. Line of Contact. That's that's it. Yeah. Yeah, and then the connect one was called Heavy Armor, which no one cared about. Nobody cared about. No one. Yeah. But yeah, I
3: totally want to buy that sealed. I think that'd be awesome. But then I'd also need to buy an opened one so I didn't have to open the sealed one. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'd buy yeah. like four of those and send them to everybody on the podcast so we could all play amazing battles together mm-hmm. over land. Mm-hmm. No, y- y'all don't sound excited. Nah. You uh,
5: know,
1: so. Nah. Fun fact: uh, uh, Steel uh, Battalion, Heavy Armor. The Connect game was made by From Software. Why is it that whenever From Software made 360 games for Microsoft, they were all dreadful? <laughs> yeah, Ninja was like, it? Ninja Blade. So they made a Toggy, and they were pre- the the two of those were pretty good. Although they were with Sega. I mean, okay, they made Crime Hounds. I that was mean, good. Yeah for a they lot of people. Oh. Shadow Assault Tenchu which has Metacritic of 46 is an arcade game and was bloody awful. I mean this Armored Core game with Ubisoft was bang average so not for Microsoft. And Ninja Blade they made with Microsoft came out in 2009. At one point it was rumoured to be like some sort of Metal Gear killer and then it came out and it was I mean, sixty-eight percent. I mean, it's not terrible, but yeah,
3: yeah. All right, just to throw some games out there from the chat: Max Payne, Mech Warrior, uh, Streets of Rage, Fight Night would be awesome. House of the Dead. Uh, I think like Top Spin. Some good ones. Yeah, some really good ones out there.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, well we're gonna. Are we gonna do releases? Do you have releases, Steve? If you don't, we can just skip it.
1: I do. Um, I realized about two-thirds of the way through the show no actually derek was still on so uh, whatever okay so april 22nd it's <laughs> a uh, rugby challenge three england edition apparently i mean it's a rugby game i assume that's... um uh, april 26th <laughs> yeah okay so, yeah she everybody broke up, broke
3: broke sure. up. yeah
1: yeah. Oh, so it's April 22nd, Rugby Challenge 3. Right, April 26th. Oh, I have to get my store page back up now. Uh, Aliens versus Pimble from uh, Zen Studios. I mean, they do a lot of, like, Star Wars and South Park yeah. and all that stuff. It's quite fun. Uh, King's Quest Chapter 3, Once Upon a Climb. Um, that's taken 18 months, I believe, to get three episodes yeah. out. Um, those are
0: big episodes though it isn't like telltale where it's like two hours i mean these episodes are like five to six hours of gameplay a lot of time
1: okay well that's fine um my favorite release is not the last one by the way is a game called party hard okay this is the xbox store description in party hard you play as someone who is really tired of the neighbors having loud parties instead of calling the police (laughs) listen to this, you decide it's a better idea to kill everyone using your faithful knife in the environment. <laughs> That's and amazing. This track strategy follows a series of killings at parties throughout, which is spelled through and then ought with a hyphen. Uh, the USA. That's not used for throughout. throughout. Uh, the developers used to work mostly on casual family-friendly games until they participated in a game jam creating a party for creating a prototype for Party Hard. So they made Casual Family-friendly games and they thought, I oh, know, let's have a, a thing about killing people with parties. <laughs> uh,
3: that's awesome. I think there's a direct correlation with that, so, uh...
1: so... A not serious story, well, I'd hope not, that follows a series of mergers throughout the USA. 19 unique levels with random variations in each one, use traps, cause explosions, become a ninja. I mean, that's a whole different thing. Um multiple unlockable characters. L- like what? Different domestic terrorists. Um multi- uh, special random events like a bear coming in and kill everyone for you. Fuzzy to appreciate approve. that. Yeah, I approve. Trigger the DEA, SWAT cars, paramedics, firefighters to come in and ruin the party. Five playable characters, the guy who wants to get some sleep, the ninja who is fast, stealthy, has a smoke bomb but shouldn't be seen. The cop who can carry around bodies without suspicion and frame other people. The girl who can knock people out. Interesting. Uh, the butcher who has a chainsaw. So that's, I believe, around $15 on the Xbox Store. To be fair, these images...
0: I don't think it looks bad from what i see. seen. Not,
1: ...are not putting me off. Yeah, I, it's, it's, it's a my, pixel art game. There is a free trial. I'm actually I'm going to install it. you can report on it next week
5: yes (laughs) (laughs) what's the next game
1: (laughs) okay i'll I'll, know. the stores stores crashed um okay so the next game is battle world chronos um which is a turn-based strategy game that stays true to its hexagonal roots inspired by classics like battle isle i've never heard of that the planet is once again torn by war for the succession of a new emperor. The destiny is in your hands. And images actually look surprisingly good. They must be, be bullshits. I don't know. I might have to check this game out. Um, and then the final game is called... This is actually my second favorite game of the week. Jump Jet Wrecks. Take control of a T-Rex with extraterrestrial jump boots tasked with saving Dino from extinction in this highly challenging 2D platformer. Race against the clock as you jump, drop, and dash your way through 40 challenging levels to preserve life during the Mesozoic era. Killer old school gameplay. Retro platformer flair. Secrets with collectibles. I mean, it looks fucking dreadful, but that's a pretty, pretty good description. I might have to buy this because I do generally like to buy dinosaur games. I mean, I did buy Riptor for a dollar just to, just to back dinosaurs and I bought like a Jurassic World so maybe I'll buy that. And
3: Far Cry for whatever reason.
1: Well, Primal doesn't have dinosaurs in it. So I know, but... Yeah. Although I did buy Blood Dragon. So that counts. Anyway, that's that's it for releases.
3: Can I just admit right. something real quick? What? As Steve was talking, he sold me on party hard and I bought it. Yeah, oh, I wow. must admit. I'm real. It,
0: it looks pretty good. I watched the trailer <laughs> of it just now and I'm kinda interested <laughs> in myself. I, I, mean, I had thirteen dollars
3: like... of Xbox Live credit. It just went yeah. This is the perf- this is it. This is the because g- I've been looking <laughs> it, for something. This is the game. <laughs> it sounds like an
1: absolutely god awful idea, but actually yeah. <laughs> it looks reasonable enough that it might just be fun. I mean it's a bit like I mean Bit different, but Plants vs. Zombies to Warfare, when they announced that, everyone was like, Who the fuck asked for this? And then actually, it was pretty good. It was, it was amazing. Good. So, it was amazing. maybe it's a similar thing. Uh, I'm hoping. All right.
0: I <laughs> can report on that next week. Oh, definitely. <laughs> okay, so we gotta move on to what you've been playing. Let's go through this pretty quickly. Uh, Steve! Yeah? What you been playing? Oh, uh,. We're
3: switch we're staying on one game each
1: Absolutely right. Absolutely shitloads of Halo Wars. Um a bit of Rocket League. Well it's not my fault you've got bad taste. Um, a <laughs> bit of Rocket League, a bit of Dob Brabham cricket, uh, Gears of Four Beta, which is very good. I like it a lot. Not perfect. Perhaps we'll get into a bit more next week. Um have I been playing anything on my PC? So I think so. I mean, I finished. I got finish, the achievements in Quantum Break, and then mm-hmm. see. So with Quantum Break, I have died for for all of your sins because I have this theory, right? That I sold Far Cry Primal, and the day after I sold it, they announced the survival mode DLC, which actually sounded like something I might want to play. So I have sold Quantum Break so that we get DLC. Like well, I have done, you. I have done this for all of you. So if they don't do it none of you can be like, well, Steve, you didn't try. That's true. That's true. You. The, fact, the fact that I got more than I actually paid for it is completely irrelevant. Um, I did it for you. Thank you, Steve. We appreciate yeah. it, Steve. And it, so if they don't do it, I'm going to be pissed. Microsoft UK should just brace themselves for rioter i mean i'm not quite yeah. sure if i'll just like run to a door or kick up a bit of a fuss maybe speak tersely at a few employees but there'll be something you can you can mm-hmm. bet your ass on that tim all
4: right uh tim yeah um well <clears throat> i played halo wars i mean, halo wars halo 5 uh firefight uh i enjoyed it It's um, really good yeah i liked it uh i didn't find the problem with the rec packs that everyone's saying that you need rec packs to to beat it you don't um i don't think that that's true um play i've been playing ufc extensively i've been playing a couple of guys on twitter black magic he beat me um so i've been playing that and uh really enjoy that game and i'm um, still doing my madden franchise uh ever since uh our quantum break seven hour boss fight i uh, had about a week of uh of regret of being a video gamer cuz it was really that <laughs> it was it was it was one of those times where, where uh as an older gamer i think sometimes happens you, I, I had to take a break so uh but i got back into it with um halo firefight and um looking forward to uh were not uncharted i guess that's the next big game um, that, that's coming out. Uh, but other Let's not that,
1: besmirch Battleborn, which is out in about 10 days.
4: Yeah, I, I'm, I, I'm not into that. I'm not into these betas anymore, too. I, I am staying steer clear of the gear for, for beta. I mean, I'll do the crackdown, but to me, I, I, I kind of want to get back to just playing games in the, in, in the release form.
3: And enjoying games and not reviewing.
4: Yeah, you know, just basically not... Uh, the the whole gears four beta uh, uh, being that it's basically an alpha it really kind of turned me off too. Um, you know, people are just just just, just not, they're not thinking about the right stuff. They're not talking about the right stuff. Uh, the game, um, I'm sure when it releases, it's just gonna uh, drop your jaw and, and and you know you're gonna you're gonna love the experience. But for me, I'm just like I said, I'm gonna calm down on the betas. I know that we have a lot coming. Um, but the Crackdown 3 I'll do because it's Cloud Compute. But overall, I'm kind of looking for that refined that, experience you know, experience as opposed yeah. to... I, the Division, I mean, I'm a level 25, but I was in the alpha, and then I was in the beta. And then when I got to the game, I liked it, and I still liked it. But those, those 10 hours in the beta and the alpha, um, in the end, probably took away from 10 hours from the retail version if I had waited. So I'd probably be a level thirty now, and do, I mean I'm still trying to get to thirty and do Dark Zone. Mm-hmm. Um, I know certain people yeah. are absolutely obsessed with this game. Mickey, uh,
0: Darth Vader, those two
1: are. It kind of sounds like it's self-destructing though, mm-hmm. which I find. Oh
0: yeah, I know. Just,
1: like the amount of. I don't think it's hilarious. It sucks that that's happening. I mean, well, I, I mean, I say that as someone who's like level thirty and level thirty-eight Dark Zone. Yeah. I found it quite funny. Yeah. I'd like to see the game keep doing well, though. Oh, I, I do want it to do well, but I just thought it was funny. The DLCs
3: yeah. and everything are going to help push that game even further. I wouldn't worry about anything. I think so. Anything. And uh, Dustin, what have you been playing? Okay, so I'm just going to go through real quick. Minecraft kept bla- breaking blocks, Put about 40 hours into it. If anybody mm-hmm. wants to play, just Bazooka XP, look me up on Xbox Live. We're playing it all the time. You're ready we- and willing we are ready and willing just it's all survival normal like just come and jump in uh we are going to go towards end game content uh we have plenty of food supplies all that crap you know you, everything's ready like there's nothing that you would root. like other than being there and helping out there's nothing you really have to like oh these chumps don't know what they're doing i have to teach them no it's just a, it's a game and if you don't know a lot about minecraft jump in anyway we're, we're cool with te- teaching people how to play we just don't want people to feel like that's we don't know how to play it, then they're gonna have to do everything like it's already Mm -hmm. set up so it's a great world to come jump in and play with us uh other than that i've been i just started i let you know today ver i did it i did it i finally did it we've been talking about it forever
0: and whatever
3: i i just i did it today i was just sitting there looking at it and i keep not saying what this is but i deleted my saved game data sunset overdrive and we're starting over it's gonna be great mission to sit there and play Mm -hmm. as a female character to to hear because i hear that her voiceover is the best voiceover so i'm playing as a chick and she's pretty awesome so far and i totally miss uh the second air dash the the air dash (laughs) yeah it's you notice it immediately because you go to do something you're like yeah i falling short like it's like oh come on i can't wait to get air dash but Uh uh yeah, it's the humor's great. Like I, I just I can't wait to really dig back into the game and do it.
0: Um, and for those who uh, have Xbox Live Gold, make sure to pick up Sunset Overdrive for free. It is free right now for
1: yes games with gold. Um, about, oh. Give me a list of all your names so that I can permanently mark you on the list as why you didn't buy it.
3: Yeah, <laughs> well, my older brother is not a big gamer, but he—he's now. I, I texted that's him today. I was like, "Did you download the game?" And he was like, "Hell yeah, I did." And I was like, "Fucking ass!" It gets
1: people
0: that,
3: like him—people that, that wouldn't buy
1: those games. It gets if no. Anything, but it gets people anything, like him. he didn't even
0: have an Xbox One when it came yeah. out. So. Yeah, that's
1: not. Yeah. That's, that's not, that's just... not If anything, Dustin, you failed us. Well, no, I would have failed him, not you. No, you failed us. We're the ones that don't get the sequel. You failed all of us. Well, we might still. Who he's, knows? He, he's it's another not out of the
0: realm of possibility.
3: With them putting it as Game of Gold, they might be pushing a ton of those units out so when they make the Sunset Overdrive 2 announcement at the e 3 that a bunch Everyone's of people excited. are familiar with the game and they're going, That's that game I just played with Game of Gold that was amazing. And then, you know what? We get a sequel. So you should be thanking my brother for downloading it with everybody else for I Games agree. with Gold, Steve. I think you, Steve, yes. because you got so many
0: subscriptions, should get another right.
3: Xbox Live subscription and download it there too.
0: <laughs> Chaos Dash made a comment. Did you buy all uh, the DLC? I bought all the DLC. I recommend everyone buy the DLC because it is good pass. DLC. So I bought the I
1: bought, I originally bought the game on the American store because I got it three days early, but then made sure that I bought the seasons pass on the UK store because they would get more money for that. Yeah. I'm just I'm just saying. Doesn't seem to have gone down very well. Well, anything else
0: uh, you want to talk about, Dustin? Or Uh, prophecy asked, "Is there
3: bacon
4: in Minecraft?" No, but there are pork chops. Uh, Phil Phil is cooking the bacon. He is eating the bacon. But we have no more uh, comments on the bacon.
0: Yeah, (laughs) sorry. (laughs) Okay. Well, I'm going to talk about what I've been playing. (laughs) Um, I I play Gears Four. I like it. Not much more to say. Uh, I played, you know, uh, Halo. Warzone Firefight, which is awesome. I think Steve's ridiculous for not playing it. Because he, oh, it's Warzone. I can't be bothered. It is no, really good, that's, and that's you should definitely play it. It is awesome. And when it comes out, you better play it with us because the Fuzzy Doom
1: Brigade needs that, needs troops. That, that is not what I said.
0: Look, you said Steve, it's Warzone. I can't be bothered. That was your exact I, I'm, words. I'm Steve, sure I just want to let you know, Steve, you're a
3: badger, and you got to work for Bear Cub in Sky. The <laughs> He's not he no. no,
1: a, I, I said It could be a badger. No, I said I was going to play it, but then the gears years came out and. I just no, you were to too it. busy playing Halo Wars 2 and Rocket League,
0: ignoring ignoring your friends who wanted to play Halo Wars on Firefight. That's, on, that's on, besides how, the how, point. How was I was ignoring my
1: friends if my friends were playing.
0: Because Halo Wars. I wanted you to play it with us, with Marie and I. We were like, hey, Steve, come play with us. And you're like, no, I gotta play Halo Wars 2. I appreciate sh- Halo Wars 1.
1: Oh, yeah,
0: that's right. Halo Wars 1. Yeah.
3: Well, check out twitch twitch ch- video be, it out in like may bear cup and sky people that's right
0: oh
5: yeah
0: but, uh, but anyway, but anyway let's continue uh the two main games i really played this in the last week i uh i finally finished halo reach oh my god i finally finished it i've been working on this game for years over time like playing a mission here a mission there i finally said you know what i'm gonna finish the last quarter of this game and be done with it last quarter of the game was really good it was the rest of the game that sucked but you know the last bit of the game was pretty good but uh, overall I, I definitely would say it is the worst Halo campaign of all of them by far it's not worse than Halo 2's it is it's is. No. its its got a terrible story I don't care about the characters at well, all it's and Halo 2 has, Trek has Trek. a bad story too but it is better than Halo, Reach. Halo 5 has no story So. and I hated the guns in Reach they were terrible all of them were terrible. I didn't like the abilities. Just, uh, no, Halo Reach was bad. Well, no, it wasn't bad. I'd give it an, in the '80s kind of Metascore. You know? But uh, I, I can't say it's bad. But it's not in the
1: '90s. I Like, you know, there's a lot of space here that you know. Below that, if I mean, if it's as bad as you're saying, surely it should be in like the 60s No,
0: no, I can't 50s. put it there because when you compare it to, it's more about when you compare it to other Halo games. As a game, on standing on its own. I think it's it's a solid like eight out of ten. But when you compare it to other Halo Halo games, it's just not as good. It's not as good. And you
3: know, on a five point Sorry. scale, you can you can equate these to like being
1: all around the same. Give it score. a four.
3: Yeah. Give it see, a four Look at points. that. You see. Yeah. Now you're so going to agree you, with them, Steve. That's what 5 points do. Yeah.
1: less than 84 that Halo 5 got Metacritic?
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely.
1: But you me absolutely? That's like 4 points there.
0: Yeah, I think it's a lot worse than Halo 4. Alright. The yeah. problem
3: with Halo 4 is it got boring after like 2 months of multiplayer because it was just ripping off COD. It yeah. wasn't the mechanics. Was no, but honestly, it wasn't the mechanics. It wasn't anything in particular. It was that it was just it, it because well, they tried to rip off yeah. yeah, they they tried to rip off loadouts, it would just turn into Wow, this isn't the arena shooter that I love, and that's why Halo Five struck so hard because it, it went back to being. But I was talking about being...
0: campaign. I just think Reach is just not as good. A oh no, but if it's we're talking about not. review scores, that's why. Yeah, yeah. If you is, include yeah. the multiplayer, yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, uh, besides that, I played Oxenfree. I finally got around to playing Oxenfree, which I don't know if you guys had heard of. It's from some ex uh Telltale. Yes, yeah, uh, so L- I played You L- L- didn't? Did you finish it?
4: I li- I just don't like the fact that it, there's um the design of the it. game. I'm not gonna spoil okay. it. I don't okay. like the design of the game. Did you finish it though? No, halfway through.
0: Oh, okay. You know you gotta finish it to really get the full experience. This is a very very smart game. Um, I th- I think the story. It's okay. Was... I, no, the, no, it's. I it like the smart. story,
4: but I felt
0: you didn't. No, but you gotta finish the story to understand the story. That's what I'm trying to tell you, and I don't want to spoil anything about no, it because. I know. Because I don't want to really, spoil certain don't things spoil about it, this too. game. But yeah, but you, don't really, you you won't have that much to spoil, honestly. Like, you really you really get the... The spoiler stuff is at the end, honestly. Like, it's well, really near at the end.
4: avoiding that, my problem with the game yeah. was just the design and the uh, uh, lack of things that you could do um, without... Like I said, I don't want to, uh, you know, disparage the game, but I just felt yeah. like it's very simplistic. There wasn't... There it is been,
0: simplistic, it, Maybe it a is simplistic. I, I mean, play. it's simplistic in the same way that a Telltale game is. Honestly, you know, you walk around, Correct. you interact yes. with things, you make decisions. The decisions you make do kind of affect things, but they all come into one basic ending. But no, it's a it's a really smart game with the way it handles the themes and I guess the basic idea of what happens in the game. I I, I can't get into it. I don't know, I don't want to because I don't I don't want to spoil it. But if it's <coughs> is it worth 15 bucks? I don't know. Maybe. Um, it was for me, um, but if it's on sale sometime soon, I would definitely pick it up if you're a fan of story driven games. The voice acting is good, the art style is awesome, the music is incredible. Um, a solid game. I really like it. I think Dustin would like it a lot. What game? Uh, uh, Oxen Free. Okay. Oxen Free. It's, it's it's definitely worth playing. So if you're interested in story driven games, you know, for 15 bucks, yeah, it's worth it. I'd give it a shot cool and that's from yeah night school studio and that's that's uh it was a couple of telltale guys i think created their own studio and that's the first game they came out with and at this time exclusive for xbox i think it's probably coming to ps4 at a later date but i don't think it is right now so yeah pick it up it's worth playing enjoy it so yeah so that's all you've been playing um and that's that's the show. So write us at letters at xboxuncut.com. Uh, we love reading your letters, and also uh, follow us on Twitter. Uh, I'm at Team Vernia. Steve is at Steve Rules. Dustin is at DUSDG, and Tim is at P N F L Y F E. No, for live. I'm trying to get also. I'm trying to get my. Um... P- P- oh, PNF. Oh, pro- no, PN4
4: LYFE. Right? PNF4 Life. But I'm trying uh, to actually. PNF4? What is the F4? Is it Project Natal for life, for, life? for life? No, it's Project Natal for the number of life. Or just the F O R for, for L Y F E, for life. I always say for life to people. Like, it's just something that I've done Okay, a spell it time. out. Spell out your. Oh, God. <laughs> no, we, we, we don't. <laughs>
1: <laughs> unless, uh, you guys, it's been a pleasure. <laughs> I guess I guess that settles no, that. I was like joking. Carry on, carry on.
0: No, I got it. you. Got to spell this out. You said it's at PNF P-F-
4: for life. PNF for life. So um, it's Project Natal forever for life. <laughs> no, it's PNF for life. L Y F E. Project
1: Natal fan for well, life. The Project the thing... Natal
4: fan. Okay, yes, I was wondering what the yes, F stood for. Yeah, I'm problem. sorry. I'm
1: sorry.
4: Yeah. Um, What's uh, funny is, is that I'm trying to get. Um, Trying to inquiry about uh, Tim Dog. Just getting Tim Dog for my Xbox Live. Instead, I'm thinking about retiring the Project Natal fan. Should well, and it'd now, be easy. On it's getting a little older, it's getting a little old. It'd be but, easy for uh, Twitter
1: though.
0: Just swap that out real quick.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so. but Twitter's all about the brand.
4: Exactly.
1: You know? Can you?
4: I'm worried about that. I I I know that Steve's. I have to get permission from Steve. Uh, for any kind of uh, Twitter
1: changes, I think yeah. you'd have to consider whether or not it's worth doing it after you reach your creative peak.
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's I'm I'm actually hitting the creative, the the downward cycle of the creative peak is um, coming. Well, no, that's all you, you got to well, do. Is... you hit forty and then it starts going down. Well, so Tim, a, this is your peak. A... You're, you're, you're right you're now, just sort of am, down the hill. I am going to plateau very soon, and then Tim, I'm this start... is all you got to do, though. All you oh, got to do is down you down. get a tweet
0: out to all your friends. Hey, I'm about to change it to at TimDog. Let everyone know. Retweet. You know, get the word out. We'll all do it for you. And then you make the change.
3: And honestly, sure most people... What? no, just to throw well, out there. Honestly, most people just see Tim Dog anyway because they yeah. don't yeah. highlight your actual name on Twitter. Yeah, and they'll just I write be like, at Tim TimDog and it automatically swaps it. Yeah, so I don't even yeah, yeah it, it's not even going to gonna be a big issue.
4: I'm yeah. trying to consolidate. I am in the process of trying to consolidate this PNF deal. Um, just a Tim dog. All yes. right, it, it'll be your process. So. Anyway, follow us all on Twitter,
0: write us letters, x- XboxUncut dot and thank oh. you for listening.
3: We're out. We're out, people.
5: <laughs> I'm
3: gonna get Steve do this whole thing.
1: Okay bao bao bao